Welcome to the Nick and Matt Show. Bringing the player interviews you want to hear and the hot topics you want to discuss. Recording live in studio, here's Nick and Matt. Must be nice to have ice cream, Matt. Must be nice to be living in Massachusetts. Well, I told Steve, Steve Dodge is in the house, everybody. I told Steve it's hot down here today in the studio, and you can pull him up if you want, Ben. Steve. And, oh, thanks, Matt. And per usual, tr- uh, tradition, ice cream. So Perfect. today we're actually is having that, outshine bars. Ooh, I've never I had was gonna one. Say, is that ice cream or is that more like popsicles? It's like f- I can't really tell fruit preserve popsicle. OK, it's a smoother right. popsicle, if you can say yeah. it that way. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not as icy right. and uh, not a sponsor of the uh, of the show. <laughs> not yet. Well, we need to talk to them. Steve, <laughs> get on it. We'll sponsor the show. We'll split the proceeds 50 50. Wow. I might make a call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got a good show lined up every time. I, I used to love listening to radio. They're like, great show tonight, great show, you know, better than we've ever had. Um, we've got a good one. Allie Smith, she just took down, spoiler, Allie Smith just took down the Kansas City wide open. Now, if you're my wife, you heard multiple times the Casey White open. She's like, how did they make like she's like really she asked me like i was like they made an event a whole event an elite event for casey white no you get 47th and tour points and you get your own event (laughs) that's right so shout out casey but casey yeah see casey casey wide open um 41st edition of that event tells you something about disc golf and that event it's been around for a while Mm -hmm. kansas city actually has a pretty deep history with disc golf um i've been lucky enough to play Bad Rock Creek about five years ago and last year. Really interesting course. You can give your comments on it if you will at some point here. And then um, I also got to play Waterworks out there. And some will say there's other better courses and all that. But there's a lot of history there. And that was a good time. Um, But so we saw the Kansas City wide open. We're going to have Allie Smith on. uh, Who took down the pro side? Gannon Burr. Gannon Burr. We're not bringing him on. Give it to us, Ben. Who took it down? Gannon Burr. Yeah, dude, I was just going to find someone messaged me, Ben. What? The Gannon Burr sound. I, I got to find it real quick. Oh, let's go. Maybe I can't find it. Maybe I can. I don't know. I don't want to take too long here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Let's let's get it. This was messaged to me this morning. Gannon Burr. <laughs> let's go. It's just become a thing. In all seriousness, it made my Monday morning like way better. I, I burst out laughing at my desk like I was getting ready to read emails, and then that came through. Just there, There's a reason this is the number one show, Disc Golf Podcast, live on Monday at 7 o'clock. Yes. Eastern. <laughs> Correct. There is a reason. Dan and Burr. There is. So my point is we're not getting on Dan tonight. We've had him on eight weeks in a row or something, up over the mountains, down the mountains. He's great guest. No offense to him. I think the next time he doesn't make cash, you should have him on. Then we'll have him on. That's more interesting at that point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> the volume, hey, the volume on my write... screen keeps going up. Steve, do you, you... see that? No, I <laughs> the can't green, see your the green bar. I'm on. I'm across from you. I don't see your All screen. Right, yeah, true. Fist bump. Okay, this is going to be a crazy show. No, but I really think you should invite the best player, and, highest ranked player that didn't cash. Oh, okay. Every week. Every week, just to talk like, about it. Hell? Yeah. Interesting. Great idea. Hmm. So, 
last time we had Steve on, did we, we interviewed Simon. I think Simon we did. Was on the show. So we ended up talking par fives and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. One yeah. thing led to another. He had yeah. those all wrong. <laughs> One thing led to another. We made a reel of that. And that was our most viewed reel ever, Steve. And you were one of the, you were him, you and him were the main leaders of that reel. Thank you to those who tuned into that. Some people loved you. Some people hated you. Some people thought Simon was off the deep end. We're keeping it real. (laughs) We're keeping it real. Is that their slogan? What is a reel? It's like a back in the day, right? You'd have reels of video. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's a, it's a video reel. It's just a short, short, short clip. 60 seconds in like a vine. Yeah. But a little longer. But lo- longer. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> okay. I have a reel that just hit 8 million uh, views. Is it like half a second long, okay. Ben? No, it's uh, a, mi- a minute, 30 seconds. Come it's on, on my Instagram. It's me catching a fishing pole in the ocean that had a fish on it. <laughs> but was it your fishing pole? I think it... Yeah, it was, so... Yeah, that's a crazy... Yeah, the crazy trolling rod fell out five minutes later The because the fish bit it, trolling rod fell out. Five minutes later, somehow my rod caught that rod. So I'm reeling in, and then up comes a fishing rod, and we're so confused. And then the guy's like, wait, the fish is on this pole. Just go to my Instagram, at Ben Kenny's. You'll find it. Um, That is actually really epic. Ben, go, go full screen on yourself for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, so I can tell my story. Of- wow. <laughs> Welcome to PDGA Europe. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, we did that for you because we. <laughs> uh, can I just? Say, I absolutely love it. Can I just say real quick? Hey Jesse, he's not actually in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our audio listeners, we try not to do things that are exclusive to you specifically, but we did the DGN Europe studio yes. in a way for intern Ben tonight. So if you want to check that out, go go check that out. It's it's pretty funny. Get on YouTube. Also, I'm thinking that when I go back to where I actually live and not house sitting right now, and I have my green screen again, that that should be <laughs> yes. my my permanent background. We'll make you I'm, a special I'm a fan stage. Of it. Yeah, we'll make you. A yeah, special I'm a fan stage. of it. It'll say the Nick and Matt show. I, I'm on board. <laughs> okay, and so I'll get my microphone fixed. Who you, knows? You kind of wonder where Evan is. Stat Mando. Um, he's married. Steve is filling his spot. Yeah, he got married. He's gone. But. Um, in all seriousness, shout out to him. Uh, he holds down a lot of this show with what he brings um, that we don't. In fact, you're missing some of it right now. <laughs> the good stats and the recap. We'll talk a little bit more about the events in, in Europe. But he just texted me because he's on like a family vacation with his wife and I think his in-laws and maybe extended family. <laughs> and he was not able to make it. And he said, we're eating dinner right now. I didn't even know y'all start. Where's the y'all from? I never hear him. Maybe he does say y'all. But I didn't even know y'all started until, and he says Patty, that's his mother-in-law, until she started watching it. <laughs> so we met her at the yes, wedding, Ben. Patty. Shout out again. Shout out. She's like, I, I heard your voice across the lawn. I had to come over and say hi. And she's a fan of the show. Uh, Evan's mother-in-law is a fan of the show. So shout out to her. Perfect. Okay, so he's gone. The recap is this. He'll we be just, back. He's, yeah, I'm I not hope so. permanent. I hope so. <laughs> No, no, not I hope so that you're not permanent. Just There's only so much ice cream. <laughs> this show. All right. It started off great. Um, Kansas City wide open. And I will just say, 
and it's an echoing, echoing, echoing that I've said over the last year now. FPO has become extremely exciting. In fact, I like I watch it with as much anticipation nowadays for most events. I mean, there could be a, a like a a runaway, let's say, 15 strokes out. It's not as exciting. But this last event just demonstrated to me once again, you don't even need the biggest names in FPO there to be excited. You need a good competition that is broadcasted well. And wow, wow, wow. Now, I've been on this Holland Handley train a little bit lately, and I thought she was going to get her first win at Preserve. That was my pick. She did okay. She was in that like conversation. Then at this event, Kansas City, I thought, oh, she's going to do it. And she started turning it on. I think she had like four birdies near the end in like one of like last five hole type situation. And comes down to the last hole, like if she birdies and the other doesn't, it's a tie, it goes to a playoff. And that's exciting. <clears throat> she ended up burning her drive into the top of this hill. You got to get over the hill. And she burned it into the hill and everybody else got over. Still wasn't quite over. There was still a chance. Long story short, super, super exciting FPO competition. Um, I was more excited about that than the MPO this this is my recap, by the way. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. Uh, although the MPO got crazy exciting as well. Yes, yes, exactly. That's the thing. It was. I think the gameplay was still there, yeah. and I would have loved to see someone besides Gannon win for the excitement of it all. Uh, Hevenheimer. Jake was two feet away. Yeah. So, like, I was excited, but it was more with one way I was going to go. Like super ecstatic, like right. way to go, Hebenheimer. The other's like, okay, good job, Gannon. You should have won this one. <laughs> Whereas with Holland and Allie, I was kind of like, we just love this. Right. Like maybe you're rooting for one or the other, but like we just want a good, we want it to go to a playoff. We want it all. So mm -hmm. ex extremely cool. Nick, um, did you get to see any of it? Uh, I didn't get to watch any of the FPO, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because of the battle that took place in FPO. I was able to watch some of the MPO, though, and kind of going down the stretch, I just want to shout out Joey Buckets, Joseph Anderson. Um, I've met him a couple times, played a couple of A-tiers in Virginia, so I've been able to meet him. Uh, he played down at Throw Down the Mountain down in Florida. Anyways, awesome tournament from him. But um, one of the biggest things about that is hole 17 and 18, just Jake making a massive birdie on 17 and then throwing an absolute smash of a drive mm. into, you know, up and over the hill on 18, into the trees on the right-hand side, ended up having a shot to get to the basket. Um, but Ganenberg just showed why Ganenberg is winning a lot of events this year with a very lackluster drive. Um, definitely had some good distance on it, but ended in a horrible spot. And to kind of come out with this flick roller to avoid any OB, to land it in a pretty much premium spot. And then to know that, hey, I'm easily getting up and down for birdie. Um, it forced Hebenheimer to throw the eagle shot. He needed to get up and down onto the green for the three so that he could try to force the playoff with it. Ended up coming a few feet short, as Steve just mentioned a, a few minutes ago. And uh, it, just an all-around great battle. But Gannon did show he hit some big putts. Um, one of the other par fives hit like a 40-foot down or 45-foot downhill putt uh, dead center. It just was a very, very fun battle to watch in the uh, little bit that I was able to. Yep, so that's the Kansas City wide open. Again, lucky enough to have played it. I think Bad Rock, the layout that normally gets played there is not Pro Tour, it's not silver. It's really fun, and and it is big for the average amateur, I think. 
they did quite a bit of modification, but the property lended itself really to that. Uh, they they had a lot more room to play with than I think I realized. Uh, they they combined some holes, extended others. So great, great job there. Shout out to the Kansas City crew. Then we go over the pond, as they say, to the Europe, to the to Europe, and then you have the say it again, Skeletia. Skeletia. I know it's pronounced probably so much better than that, but that's our way of pronouncing oh, it. Oh, by the way, wasn't it? We'll ask her this, but it was Allie's birthday, I think. Was it Allie's birthday? I, I don't think know it about was. Allie's, it was Paul's it was birthday on Paul's. Sunday. Yeah, so I'm bringing this up because wow. I think it was a double birthday Wednesday, which may That's we, we cool. need we may need Stat Mando. Is there that. a chance they're twins? <laughs> this uh, there's a chance, Steve. Okay. There's a chance. So Paul wins, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's not a lot to say, but my takeaway is, and this is a whole topic for later. Later is the Europe scene right now is getting mm-hmm. so much attention in exposure because I, I believe in large part because of the disc golf network. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's and I think it's, it's incredible. getting so much positive. Yeah. It's getting so much positive attention right now. We're it's seeing crazy. just two completely separate types of disc golf being played. We have yeah. the American disc golf right now, which is a, a little bit more open courses, a little bit more spectator friendly, but then we're also seeing the European side of things where all the Europeans are coming out to watch these events and they're being, you know, kind of corralled around nicely around the course. And lots of them, thousands of people are able to watch these events, but we're seeing such great disc golf courses. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching every single one of the disc golf courses out there. And I think that's what we can look at and say for going into the future years of the tour, we can have, you know, a massive amount of people on these kind of courses. And Steve can kind of enlighten us a little bit more with MVP. I'd, I'd actually love to hear the numbers of what MVP rolls in, but that's a private disc golf course on a beautiful piece of land that is able to have a pretty large amount of spectators. And it seems like every single year it's growing and growing and growing. But yeah, like you said, Matt, on the European side of things, we had Silva Saarinen, and I probably butchered that. <laughs> she she won the say? FPO side by two strokes. Saarinen. <laughs> Um, she won it by two strokes on the FPO side, kept it consistent and clean the whole time, winning $8,000, which is pretty awesome. And then Paul Macbeth on the MPO side was able to hold off Larry Lettinen and James Proctor, who had, I think, course record final round 54, which was 11 down, 1078 rated round, just an incredible round. And I actually was able to just briefly talk to Paul before we got onto the show tonight and I asked him, I just said, hey, congrats on the win. Happy belated birthday. Can you tell us anything about the win? And he was like, and if you've watched his kind of post-round press conferences or interviews that they do afterwards, after day one, he was like, man, I should have shot 12, 13, 14 down because I was throwing the disc extremely well, but he wasn't putting it in the basket when he needed to. Now going into the second round, shot two strokes worth than that, worse than that. And then round three, shooting the same score, a 60 on the final day. He did say that... In that last round, it felt like they were playing more match play rather than trying to shred the course. It was when one person made a mistake, you would try to capitalize off of it, but it wasn't working out like that every single time. So it was just, okay, how do I keep the same scores? That person don't make any stupid mistakes. If they're taking a par, I'm taking a par. Kind of like that. So I think that's generally how maybe his mindset was going into that final round. And I've said it before, I don't care if you win a tournament by one or by 10 or by 20, a win's a win. That's what people care about. You won the tournament. I could care less how much you won by. Well, well said. Well said. Um, before we get into the interview with Allie, 
we're going to be giving away a prize valued at $2,200 here in the very near future. Tonight? Not tonight. We're going to talk about it tonight. <laughs> Are you it, giving it, it to one of the five of us? We got 10,000 subscribers. One night on here, Simon Lazat handed me like $1,200 cash live. Surprised. Bam. That was pretty nice. He said, give it to the kids, Matt. Check what I got. <laughs> Steve, you just bring a, ice cream. I got an outshine bar. <laughs> but so we're giving, we're going to give away that prize, um, not tonight, but as part of the giveaway, we're going to talk a lot more about it, but I, I want to hit on it a few times tonight. We're going to give it away once we hit 10,000 subs. So that's about 700 subscribers needed to reach that number. If you are a listener or a viewer or both, uh, get on real quick. If you haven't hit that sub button yet, just hit it now. Is that YouTube? That is YouTube. Ten thousand right, subs. Go do it. Yeah, now. our audience is spread out very evenly across all of our platforms. So YouTube's not our only platform, but everyone knows that we moved over to Foundation for a little while. We had a lot of momentum slow down on our platform. So when we came back over, it's been a lot of work to get that momentum back. So we appreciate any subs. But when we hit 10,000, we're doing the giveaway. We're going to talk about what the giveaway is later. So hold on to that uh, that thought about what it might be, $2,200 value. And it has a little bit to do with Steve. And he's going to be able to enlighten us on what this prize is. I'm really excited about it. Okay. The prize is 1,100 outshine oh. bars. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, let's let's go ahead. I don't think there's anything else we need to do right now, but we do have a special guest lined up, um, ready to go in our virtual green room. So let's go ahead and bring her in, everybody. Allie Smith just took down the Casey wide open, the Kansas City wide open. Allie, how are you doing? And congratulations. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Um, wonderful. Glad to be home. Nice little break from tour. Yeah, absolutely. So my wife, I don't think you're in the green room when I said this, but she thought it was the the Casey White, as in the player Casey White, the Casey White Open. And I said, no, no, it's Kansas City wide open. So uh, you is it true that you grew up in Kansas City or is that where you just most recently have resided? Um, most of my life I've lived in Kansas City, sixth grade on. I lived in Kansas City and moved here. Um, actually we live in Kansas city, but it's, uh, only technicality. I went to the Liberty, um, school district. Most of my life is spent in Liberty, which is where bad rock Creek, where the Kansas city wide open took place this weekend. Cool. Uh, I had the chance to play bad rock last year, just driving, um, through and about five or six years ago as well. They definitely modified the layout for this event. That's correct. Yes, that's, that's correct. Even from last year's, um, when you played probably. Yeah. And so from your perspective, do you feel like you had that massive home course advantage with all the changes that they put in place? Or do you feel like there was some of that or there wasn't some of that? I think I um, I convinced myself that I had that home court advantage um, on most of the holes I had seen. I think there was only one or two that I had not or had been um, like a whole seven, the par four for us, the 411 foot that had just been cut out in June. Um, but that was pretty soft for the field. So that wasn't much to worry about. Everything else I had, I had seen and played. And I just kept telling myself I've been in the worst places that anybody can experience. And I've done it <laughs> multiple times. Um, so I, that, that kind of component, I wasn't too worried. And at the same time, I was like, everyone gets to play disc golf with me right now. I'm used to waking up at 7am to beat the heat and drive to bad rock and go and play by myself. And so like 
getting to pardon me walk the course with everyone was so so special and it, it felt like home so it, it was great awesome kansas cool. city to me is almost like a second home in a way so where my grandparents are from it's my extended relatives are from kansas city so every now and then we'll get out there and uh the i think it's carney so it's right near their liberty so yeah. That's very close. Yeah, that's pretty close to the course too. Yeah. Absolutely. So that that was a great time. And they did they did quite a few upgrades I noticed. Even hole 1 with just like the the way that you approach the green and all that. So that's really cool to see that course is expanding. Um Nick, what do you got? I was going to say talk to us a little. You're having an incredible season. Talk to us a little bit just about this tournament, what was clicking for you and then maintaining that lead going into the final round and kind of just finishing strong and capitalizing on the win. Awesome. Um, so after round one, I was a little surprised. I thought the hot round um, potentially could be six down, seven down um, with Holland being in the field. I know she's got the power and she's got the finesse to, to really shoot hot. And I also knew that about myself. Like I, I was not counting myself out. I said, anybody who asked me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a podium finish here, if not taking it down for the win. Um, so after round one, looking at the scores that I was the only one kind of under par or me and Hannah were. Um, but like a, a pretty good separation. I was a little shocked. Um, so going into whole round two, I felt great. Um, but hole two, uh, spoilers, I guess this whole thing is a spoiler. Yeah. Hole two. You're yeah. Spoiling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hole two is a, like, I think they said the shortest hole on course or on tour. Uh, and I, and I end up taking a triple, I take a six Wow. and kind of give that lead away. Um, but I tried to just smile through and I knew there was a lot of golf left and just to keep pushing forward and that whatever happens, happens. I, I wasn't trying to force a win to happen. Um, I feel like that can kind of, for me, create more stress. Um, so I really try to maintain my, uh, my levels of anxiety there. And after finishing round two, I, it's, it was essentially kind of a wash. We were restarting where we were at round after round one. And again, a little shocked. I was, uh, I, I didn't think this, the course would score as over par as it did there. They did. a. I think they did a great job of giving us um, shorter pads, um, shorter par fours that are pretty gettable, but it is um, tight woods to hit on some of these holes. So I can understand birdies turning into bogeys plus um, if you don't get off the tee properly. Um, so after round two, I wouldn't say I had nerves. I was just like excited. I felt, um, I guess honored is kind of a, a, a strange word to use, but I felt um, overcome with like honor. And I, I even like walked the course um, like over by 10 after warm up on round three, just to like kind of take in the moment, take in the course, being there actually like by myself again, walked over to all the volunteers and like thanked them. It was just really special there. Um, I, I tried just not to think about Again, like forcing the win, not too much stress, but really um, feeling the moment, feeling in the moment and like being thankful for where I'm at. Um, I know that I am privileged to be on tour one. Um, I know I said like I quit my job. I did. I did decide to step away from teaching, but that that's a privilege to be able to to do. Not everyone can just be like, oh, I'm going to hop on tour. It is um, a luxury to be able to do for me. Um, but I am pursuing this as my my full career i'm not working um outside of disc golf any longer and i and i and i love it and i'm really i think i've made the right decision here uh, i think i, I kind of touched on that 
Um, and I know that I'm now rambling and off topic. So can <laughs> I get a cue yeah. back in? Yeah. So no, here, keep keep no, keep on rambling. We want to hear the whole story. You're doing good. And I think it's funny you said um, you're privileged uh, to be able to do that. Not everybody is. And I'm thinking, well, some people might it might be because finances, but others it might be because skill. Like <laughs> some people just aren't yes. privileged to have the yes. skill either, Allie. And you do yeah. have obvious That's skill. So so tell us about um, your disc golf. I don't know if it's an upbringing or not. When did you find disc golf and how long have you been hitting these tour events? I mean, I, I've seen that you were at some of the events, but like, how did this come to be for you, disc golf and now tour? Great. Um, so I go to college in Missouri State. It's in southern Missouri. Um, actually, my like first night there, they do a little club gathering and I found the disc golf tent. I had thrown um, like an ultimate disc with friends in high school, loved it, um, never did any like competing in ultimate really nothing like that but found the disc golf club we went and played um i think maybe just nine holes and it was the worst nine holes of my life i couldn't <laughs> get anything to fly properly because like i said i had i knew how to like spin a disc and get it to like at least go straight but everything on a forehand backhand was just like the the worst for me and so i i said okay done with that um, and I did find the ultimate booth and proceeded to play ultimate in college um, for four, five years. Um, after that, graduating and coming back to Liberty, Missouri to teach high school, um, I stopped playing ultimate. I was just like, I don't really have a team here. Um, I don't want to run and, and try to pursue this. It wasn't, it was something I just did for fun. So I wanted to still throw and I saw around me a bad rock creek had just been put in I had been to Stocksdale Park plenty it got put in in 2014 so after I had left Liberty and I asked my parents just to get me a little starter set from you know Amazon or whatever and quickly started playing kind of every day and it it it, it gradually got to where I could play 18 I, I was like seven is enough seven holes is enough disc golf for me um as as you finally get the disc to fly properly, I I, I fell in love. Um, I happened to pass some people playing disc golf, and they convinced me. Well, they convinced me. They told me that there was events. I didn't know that this was like a a sport you could compete against others, and that was kind of where it took off. And that would have been um, twenty nineteen before COVID. Yes, um, I played the Kansas City Wide Open as an amateur in FA two. Um, that was my first event. And I took home the win in that first event. I played amateur for um, that first year. Um, I guess that was the end of 2019. So all of 2020 where I played amateur worlds in 2020. No, that's wrong. You're, I'm a year off. But okay. 2021, I win amateur worlds. So I was only an am for about a year and a half before then taking the leap into the professional field. All the while still teaching high school. So kind of taking... The, the Friday off or maybe a week off to kind of practice a few of the courses and play the weekends, um, trying to just play as much as possible. COVID was, um, uh, I guess not, not COVID, the disease. The time period was a blessing in disguise for me. I was a, a virtual teacher. Mm. And so I did have a lot of um, extra time and um, flexibility to play more disc golf. And so I did, um, <laughs> and it, it was, it was awesome. I loved it and I, I haven't looked back. Um, 
Uh, I played a few Pro Tour events last year because I won Amateur Worlds. I played in Champions Cup, so there's um, a major. And then I also played Pro Worlds with it being so close to Kansas City. And that kind of then takes me out of the running for Rookie of the Year this year, Mm -hmm. I think, for PDGA. And then I also played like a few Disc Golf Pro Tour events as well. Um, One thing I there is kind of a what's the word? Uh, Not a timeline, but like a, a process to becoming a professional and going on tour that I wasn't. Um, fully aware of. I Like you said, I haven't been in the disc golf community, so I didn't really know. I didn't know what um, NADGT was or the, the next gen tournaments. I didn't know what that was. And um, I kind of wish that I would have been a little more aware to not have played pro tour events last year and just kind of done some A tiers or um, in the NADGT events and uh, saved that rookie year for this year. But semantics and that's okay but there really is um it it could have been um more advantageous to really go through the proper channels um, that i think um have been set up interesting advantageous um i think you did just fine but from your perspective maybe you feel like it would have been a a little bit advantageous there you go hey steve steve dodge right the original founder of the pro tour is here actually in studio with us do you have any questions, Steve? You kind of you're watching kind of part of what you created unfold, and now she's getting a large spotlight that we wanted the players to get. You did. It, it is, Allie. I got to say, it's very very fun watching your smile. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and, I love that. And I'll go ahead and just say, as as a 1,000 rated rambler, it's really fun Ooh. to listen to you. Um, you're doing great, and your your joy is obvious. So thank you very much oh, for that. You. Um, I do have a few questions. Um, just listening to you, I, I want to know, what did you teach? I taught math, um, high school math, the dreaded subject, um, geometry, algebra two. <laughs> and then in my, in my virtual, I was, uh, also had a high school statistics. <gasps> Fantastic. Um, as, yeah. as a math major, I appreciate that. So you, you probably <laughs> encouraged a lot of good people. You just um, made Steve really to. happy when you said statistics too. He's like, "Oh, baby!" <laughs> I, as as someone filling in for Evan, I have to be happy with statistics. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, Allie, how many events? How many disc golf events have you won in your career? How many How many pro disc golf events have you won in your career? Um. Okay. So one, two, may I would say less than five. Okay. I think that's right. Maybe three. I know I won a B tier last year in October. Um, oh, two, uh, and also a small like B tier, C tier earlier in that year last year, and then this one. So yeah, I would say, I would say three or four. Okay, so was it your birthday this past weekend? <laughs> no, no, no. was it right? What? Okay, so Paul's birthday. Do you know if there's any rambling? Was it Holland's birthday? Who? Someone's birthday, I thought, was coming down on the FPO. They, I'm pretty sure the spec, the commentators were saying so. I, I, I didn't. If it was your birthday, I was going to say you have two things in in uh, in common with Paul because he probably doesn't know how many wins he has either. <laughs> Steve, you're so funny. Very cool. That's a cool stat. So there you go. You and Paul. Um. So this is, I'm guessing, by far your biggest win. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, when you were playing this weekend, can you describe your favorite shot 
of the weekend and and what that shot meant before, after, during, how you felt and and tell us about that shot. So um, this this one's kind of an easy. Usually these are, I have to think for a while. Um, well, I, I was putting very well. UDISC will, will show that I kind of out putted the field and I, I was a little, I didn't, I didn't feel that that was my best putting performance, but that was cool. But my, um, my, my, my most memorable shot, best shot, favorite shot, hole 17, round three, my tee shot. Um, it's pretty critical. I had come back. Um, I asked my caddy, Mary, on hole nine. I was like, how many strokes am I back? I knew I was back. I took a triple and a double. Um, and so she was like, three. And I, and I knew it was to Lisa. And I, um, as we had gotten to hole 17, I was like, well, I've kind of chipped a few strokes away. I was like, okay, let's just, you just got to hit the gap. So I'm on the tee pad and, and I had changed discs actually from the, the two I had thrown previously, which one was day one was good. Day two wasn't so great, but um, I just, I was like, I actually said out loud, just like throw this disc straight, straight. <laughs> and I was like repeating it. I was like flat and straight, hit the gap. That's all you have to do. Like you have to give yourself a chance. It's not over. And I did. And like I threw next to Casey Pennington, I would say the best shot on the week or that best shot that I've seen on that hole um it's a very tight wooden yep. straight gap that kind of needs like a gliding pushing hyzer um finish to really cut the corner to have a look at the basket um and i and i did it and i was great and it was amazing um and that that was the shot for me that um not secured the win but really pushed me to the victory right. i knew hole 18 i could birdie i had birdied it the first two days to me hole 18 is not that challenging i really love the hole um, so that, even though I didn't get the birdie on 17, um, I was able to scramble a par. I, I, I yanked my upshot, but that, that drive was definitely the, the shot of the tournament for me. Awesome. It, it was exciting. Um, I, I'm, that was a fantastic description. I loved hearing all of it, but especially hearing someone say a gliding, pushing hyzer, like I, every, I know, every I sport has their little words that people who don't play don't know. And to say a gliding pushing hyzer, everybody listening right now is just like, oh yeah, I can picture that. And <laughs> we're all, yeah. but we're all geeks. We are all. If you're listening to the show, you are a geek. Um, That's true. And <laughs> and awesome. You're also awesome. But mostly geeks are usually awesome. Yes. But I have one final question for you, Ali. You you won a Silver Series Pro Tour event. This is a humongous deal. Um, what was your favorite experience off the course this weekend? And, it, and you can include post-event, but what was your favorite experience off the course? Off the course. Um, <laughs> I, I, immediate, the first thing that comes to mind is I took a lot of naps. Um, I was going to say the, sleeping. <laughs> yeah. The physical exhaustion from playing, walking, compounded with mental, um, I yeah. call it being on and just being like locked in mm -hmm. for three rounds. It's like, and sleep. And so uh, like I, I try to take, I took, I think like four hour naps. Um, but really what I would say my actual, like the, the <laughs> most memorable moment um, was definitely doing commentary with Holland. She texted me earlier in the week. So she's like, can you, can you do commentary with me? I was like, I would love to absolutely talk about my home course oh my with gosh. you. Um, so that was a great experience. And then like the, the process of doing that, like getting to go over to the production house and um, like just talking with all of the cameramen, all the boys and like just um, meeting people and new experiences. It's just a great to, to talk to people and uh, have that social interaction that I don't know that I always 
um, put myself out there to do. And so like, I kind of like to shell myself away, but uh, it's it's good to be out and talking with people, especially in the disc golf community. I, I, I really loved doing that. So it was a great opportunity there. You, awesome. you have somebody in the chat who probably relates to enjoying a nap every now and then, but also a Frisbee geek. And his name is Simon Lazat. He said, I'm a geek. And he put his hands up. So he's in the chat checking this out right now. So, um, hi, Simon. yeah. Hi, Simon. I failed high school math. Uh, <laughs> this is intern Ben. I just wanted to put that out there. I had to go to summer school junior year. I failed. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got into disc golf. So there you go. No, he's a geek. <laughs> ben, was it your fault you failed or your teachers? Ooh. I'm joking. Okay, so I'm no, joking, no, here, here's, your here, here's the actual reason. Oh boy. Math was always after lunch. <laughs> and I would eat a lot at lunch. Four hour I was naps. starving. Say no more. So then I would just be like, yep. I would be I would sleep. I deserved <laughs> it, but should, I'm bad so at math. It's the it's the lunch lady's fault. Yes. Oh. Not the teachers, not Ben. It's the lunch lady. There's a comment. This the show should be renamed the Nick and Nap Show. The Nick and Nap. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we See. change the name, we always we always take Matt out of it. It's always the Nick and something. We always, That's funny. For someone, That's good. for someone who does a thousand times more work on the show than I do, we always take out Matt's Savage. name. So It'll be funny. the Nick and Mike so Show. Funny. It'll be the Nick and Evan Show. The Nick and Ben Show. It's never the Matt and something. It's always Matt just gets. <laughs> obliterated <laughs> it's because the name yeah. is better served with nick first that's why we did it it doesn't come off the same yeah. as the matt and nick show it just doesn't work as well yeah. it, anyways true. sorry sorry for putting up with that alley we just got carried away there for a minute <clears throat> um, i love it it's okay wow okay um so what are your plans for the rest of this year um i know there's a couple weeks here where a lot of the events are uh, Pro Tour events are, you know, overseas. Uh, what are your plans coming up the rest of the year? You're coming out to Maple Hill, do you think? Or you, do you know? Yes, yes. Um, registration for playoffs has opened for, I think it was top 25 um, in UDISC standings, and I am up in there. So I am up, I am signed up for, um, is it, it's not GMC. I'm so new. I don't know all the acronyms. Yes, D-Glow yeah, and Maple Hill. Um, mm. Yes. Awesome. So I'm going to everything. Yes. Um, everything from now on. I think I'm missing the New York Silver Series just because it's right before um, Worlds and I've never played in Vermont. So got to get some time up there. Nice. You'll love it. So Excited. you're definitely coming to Maple Hill. Iconic. It's the MVP Open, which has had many iterations over the year. But Presented her, by OTB. There you go. Presented by OTB. <sighs> Um, okay. which leads me to not right now, but there's a conversation later about events getting presented by and worlds is getting a massive boost of cash. Thanks to a sponsor. That was really cool to see. So stay um, tuned, stay tuned. We'll talk about that. Um, it's sports. You're an athlete in disc golf. And so me asking money about uh, money, asking questions about money can come off a little funny, but Hey, contracts are always a discussion and everything like that. Um, are you, are you contracted with DGA? Are they like, do you have a deal with them? Are you trying to make things work? You're scraping by like what's tour life for you? Like, um, so yeah, sponsored by DGA great lakes discs as a, um, retail sponsorship and then under par apparel, which is a local sponsorship for me, um, apparel sponsorship, um, with DGA, we kind of negotiated. I, I didn't make their, uh, call it elite team top team because of, I didn't play. I, I, I've definitely gotten a lot better. I think Stat Mando posted, uh, what was it, 
top 20, zero times, first eight events, 12 of 12, the last 12. So like definitely um, gaining traction in my skill and placements. Um, but so what to help me be able to just uh, get on tour, um, I am vending at all fly marts. So I essentially have every stock DGA disc. So you can always catch me at any pro tour event and selling discs. I also have our tour series. I have the new Avalanche. Um, I've got everything and I would love to just, I, I love to talk people. Most people come up and they're like, I have never heard of it or I've only heard of a sale or a, a blowfly, kind of our two top, mm -hmm. top sellers. And I love to talk to people about new discs, about the pipeline, uh, about my breaker that I'm throwing consistently, about the the torrent. Um, so it's been really cool to, uh, again, that's part of that social aspect of like meeting people. And, and it's been a, a cool experience um, and, and a great opportunity that DGA has allowed me to, to do because that is helping me be on tour. Um, and then um, that, that's, that's kind of, it I, I i i get some some money from performing well in these events but other than that um it's kind of on my yeah. own i did some substitute teaching after quitting teaching because uh, the way contracts work um the the tour starts in february so i had that off season to kind of still get some money um but i am hoping that uh with this performance do, uh, of playing well and getting a win that maybe i can uh see what uh, next year brings Okay. Um, here's another question. They, they always put me up to ask the hard ones, but there's a rumor going around that FPO okay. may be removed from the disc golf pro tour next year. <laughs> I say rumor because there's, it's unsubstantiated at this point. Have you seen right. this rumor and what do you think about it? I mean, I've, I saw the, the Facebook post. I saw that that went on Reddit. Um, we were told to, to talk to people within the disc golf pro tour who are like in charge, which I mean, that's not, um, that's no knowledge. That's Jeff spring. I haven't taken that upon myself to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I have, there are, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say some people have to have um, to me, that seems very um, ex extreme. It seems, uh, I hope last case scenario. We, we don't need to, we don't even need to talk about this. Yeah, I'm just FPO curious. will exist heard. next year in the Pro Tour. Don't well, worry about it, Allie. We got you. Great. Okay. So you come oh, to awesome. the Nick and Matt show, everybody. You can go to others to get the speculation. Come here when Steve Dodge is on and you get the facts. Boom. Uh, Boom. We started the Pro Tour in 2016. FPO was a critical component of it. It. it, it you remember the World Tour? They started mm -hmm. without FPO. Mm -hmm. They never had FPO. No, they just, where are they? they well, yeah. <laughs> but... There might be some truth to that if you believe in karma, but, um, but that's, that's not it. Um, MPO is, is obviously a critical component well as well, but without FPO, it didn't feel like a family. It didn't feel you're not doing the right thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's very important to give the women the stage. Um, and, and it's not just because it's the right thing to do. It's actually fiscally responsible Um Look at traditional golf. 40% of the people that play traditional golf are women. We're not even half of that. There is so much growth in disc golf that's going to happen on the women's side. It would be irresponsible to get rid of FPO. And even if it was fiscally <laughs> irresponsible, uh, DGPT 2.0 would still do it. Mm -hmm. um, you don't bring in payout parity in the tour championship unless you want to support the women. You don't create live coverage for the women unless you want to support them. You don't 
expand them to Jomez on post-produced unless you want to uh, support the woman, women. So the, all of these things they do, uh, the FPO will exist in the Pro Tour next year. Well, there you go. Thank you. Yeah, she's like... Uh, well, you don't thank me. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank the DGPT. Yeah, the reason I brought it up, everyone understands why it took off like wildfire. And I was just curious, you know, your perspective on that. But I'm also glad to hear Steve's perspective on that. It's we, not my perspective. It's fact. There you go. We may talk a little bit more about it later, but there's a that's a lot right now. That's really good. Um, Ali, so this is now what you are choosing to do. You don't need a fallback plan, I would imagine, because you already had that, meaning teaching. So it's already there yep. if you ever need it again. You have that path. Yes. So this is your way forward. Um, you're, you're, you're traveling on your own right now? Oh, no, I, I travel with my caddy, fiance, Mary. Um, I couldn't do it without her. She's more than just like a caddy. She signs me up for practice rounds because my phone doesn't want to work with Google Sheets. Um, <laughs> she, she's got all the lodging. She's had that all figured out since back before February. Um, she knows where we're staying. She knows where we're staying while we're on travel days. We are traveling truck and trailer. So we're a little slower and we like to have somewhere to actually plug in. Um, she is my social media. I mean, I, I am as well, but like she is the the keyboard warrior is what I, I use that that term. I've re reclaimed it. Um, she is everything. She keeps me level headed in the event. I'm able to just remember that like, wow, I am here with you. This is so special. Um, it, def it definitely brings my stress and anxiety way lower. And I will always say it's an advantage to me. She's more than somebody just carrying my stuff. I can carry my stuff. That's not what's important. Mm -hmm. We hear that from a- But I do- Go ahead. I will say, I find it- <laughs> Here's my- uh, If you're a caddy, I think you should have to carry- Oh no, I was just going to tell you, I was just going to tell you, yeah, other players will speak yep. of like Missy Gannon will talk about the advantage that she has, uh, Chris right. Dickerson, sometimes he thinks it's an advantage to have Brittany, <laughs> so we, I'm joking, I'm joking, yeah. Nick, do you want to, do you want to do any joking well, to Brittany uh, Dickerson no, right I'm, now? No, 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 I don't joke with Brittany Dickerson because okay. she always gives me a hard time, but um, with uh, kind of your take on you know, the caddies should carry something. I'm just curious what your reasoning is behind it. Uh, like, what is, what is your thought process on that? Oh, it's just semantics. Otherwise, yeah. I think you're just a support person. It's not really a big deal. Like, I don't think you should not be allowed on. The okay, thing. that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of where I was going with that. I'm like, wait, should yeah. they even be allowed behind the ropes then? And yeah. okay, she's gotcha. saying so if you're saying semantics. you're a caddy, yeah, carry the bag. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a support yeah. person. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and that's very possible too, that people enjoy that, the presence of somebody's support. I, I remember my wife coming with me mm -hmm. for one round and I think it messed me up. <laughs> I was like <laughs> trying to show off a little more than usual. <laughs> Didn't go so well. Um, so uh, at least I blamed it on her. I mean, it probably was me, but um, so no, cool. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Ben failing math. I'm sure it was yeah, not yeah. your fault. Yeah, absolutely not. She's awesome. Um, so where we go next from here um you're coming to all the playoff events you're you're loving life right now um this is what is I, what yeah. has kind of been your goals for disc golf as now you're professionally touring full-time coming into the season were you thinking hey i want to win a silver elite or a major obviously everyone kind of has those goals and aspirations but what were yours to start the season 
Right. That that's a, to start the season. I definitely have had goals accomplished and goals changed that I didn't think uh, I would accomplish. Um, from last year's like a baseline, I I finished not at the bottom, but not in the middle. So kind of that lower portion there. Um, I didn't cash at any pro tour events. So kind of my goal was to like get last cash. I was like, I know that if there is 60 girls, I can, I can most likely beat 30 of them, especially after the off season. I spent so much time putting so much time. Um, I've gained a lot of distance on my backhand, especially. Um, and so I knew that, um, that I could do top 30 or, you know, top 50%. And so I went to Vegas and did that. I was like, Oh, that was pretty good. Okay. Let's keep moving. And like the first couple events was like, okay, maybe it's just a uh, beginner's luck. We're just like finding our groove. Maybe the courses are catered to me. I don't know. Um, and then it was just like, no, I actually am, I'm doing well. And now like, I was like, well, I, I should be finishing maybe better than 20th place. That kind of hurts like a little bit now when I'm getting lower because I have consistently placed um, higher. So now um, I, I think my goal is maybe to, to be in that top, like top 10 in the UDISC standing. I think that is like a, um, an actual, sometimes I set we set goals that we want to set just so we can accomplish them and be like, yes, I did it. Um, but sometimes I think we need to set goals that are harder to attain and like top 10, that sounds kind of wild being what I would call my first year on tour, but like. I just won. And but even before winning, I, I was I'm I'm pretty high up there. So I think that's a great goal to try to push myself to keep progressing um, without like being really upset if I don't be at the top 10. Like I'm, I am trying I try to be realistic about things, um, but seeing my name at above 15 for the last month, two months has been kind of surreal. So that is like setting in that, like, no, you do need to move some goals uh, uh, forward. Um, and that even pushes onto the disc golf course. And so when I, when I get to practice and practice with Holland or practice with Ella, people that have, um, I, w I don't say better than me, but they have certain skills that they can perform better than me. Not always. Um, so getting to try things that they do flex shots. I, I wasn't a big flex thrower um so that can cut distance down for me or um trying like uh, rollers i don't throw rollers things like that that really will um increase my uh skills and abilities i that i can give a try that makes sense very cool absolutely very cool um what is your favorite shot in all of disc golf we're gonna let you go after this what is your favorite shot like you mean talked... type of shot or single shot oh man just explain when it leaves your hand, what you what you like it to be the most? And you talked about what was it? A pushing straight fading hyzer flu shot. Know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not the flu shot. Okay, so no, what is no, it? No. What's your favorite shot? Like, what are you doing when you're like, I just love disc golf. I mean, I love disc golf. Um, I do really love my putt. Everyone's kind of described it as unique and lofty. Um, I. I that was kind of just the natural putt for me. The spin doesn't feel right. Um, I really just like how it comes out of my hand and how it feels. And so I get to do that um, hopefully only 18 times around, uh, less than that if you, you, you throw some in. But I, I love that I get to do that. But um, type of shot, I would say, is like a flip-up forehand. Um, I came into disc golf 
loving to throw the forehand. Um, I, I gained a lot of confidence in the backhand more recently. Um, so like I throw my breaker, little approach breaker, forehand flip up. I can kind of throw it pretty hard and watch it fly straight and flat, which um, a lot of people don't like to throw a forehand one or throw a forehand straight um, second. So I think that's hmm. probably my favorite shot that I throw. I could take a lesson from you, I'm sure. Absolutely. Forehands are not my forte. It just yank them and hopefully get out of jail. <laughs> but that's awesome. Uh, we enjoyed sure. watching you play. I was talking before you got on. The excitement that's in the FPO is unreal. Um, it, mm -hmm. it was that's nice true. to see, regardless of who's there, whether Kristen's there, or Paige, or Katrine, or any of these, you know, established legacy FPO players. Like, it was super exciting. Uh, my family was in there like pumping fists and rooting. And when you hit the putts, like, I mean, it was just really exciting coming down the stretch. So thank you for that show. Um, does anybody else have anything before we let her go? No, Allie, thank you. Uh, thank I you so say, much. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you yeah, so much. I, I was going to say one little small thing is, uh, DGA is one of the original companies in disc golf, but it's not as, you know, well known, I would say as the Discrafts, the Innovos and other companies out there. How did the relationship with DGA come about? And what are some of the days? We just had Katrina Allen on the show just a week or two ago talking about her win at the Preserve Championships. Talk to us a little bit about the relationship with DGA and a little bit about their plastic. Great. I love that. Um, so I win Am Worlds and um, Tyler Brickley contacts me um, at the time. What a horrible like, guy. Guess, yeah, I'd say people, <laughs> I'm most, kidding, most people hope, know him in the disc golf. Yeah. I hope he's watching. I hope he's watching and throws a jab <laughs> yeah, back. So Right. Um, he gets my number, calls me and he's like, Hey, like I work for DJ. You may know us. Like we prefaces with like baskets. I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's at waterworks. Like I know the baskets. Um, but I was like, I actually just won a basket at AM worlds from you guys. Um, and I think that was kind of what he, he like entered the door with. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we would love to maybe talk more. I can, I can get you in contact with KG, kind of our, our team manager, and we would love to see if like, we could put you on the team. And I was like, okay, I'd love to talk and talk to him, kind of waited um, a, a month, two months, and no one else contacted me. And I, I was like, okay, I'll sign with them. And like, again, I was also teaching, so I didn't go out of my way to like uh fill out anything like applications for teams or anything of that matter i was like I, i'm still working i would hate to commit to something that i can't actually fully commit to yet um mm -hmm. so it was just a baseline team for dga and i was like absolutely um uh, they sent me some plastic i quickly made the change um i've always had the kind of mindset that there are so many um discs and molds that they kind of um, are replicas of each other. And especially especially now with um, companies owning other companies and how that's um, panned out, they, they are quite literally replicas. Um, so I used to put with the wizard from Gateway, that's also like a local home. And so putting the steady into my hand was the exact same. It's a beaded putter, um, maybe a little more shallow, maybe a little more rounded. Um, but it was a very easy change for me. Actually, started making more putts. I think that was just the confidence of telling myself it's the same putter, um, and that was an easy change. So that that's kind of how DGA came to be. Uh, after last year, I told him, "Hey, like I applied for a, a tour card exemption, and I got one because I I couldn't play events. 
And I know that I could have been top 40 based on playing events if I would have played more. And so they granted me that exemption. And so um, I went forward with a, another year contract with DGA. And that kind of is where the, the vending comes in to help me be on tour. Um, so that's where the, the team and like how I got there. And so with their plastic, um, we have, we've got two really types of plastic. We've got PL kind of that, um, call it star plastic or like a gummy tacky, um, non see-through you can't see through it plastic or the SP, which uh, I think stands for sparkles because it has little <laughs> like flecks of sparkle in okay. it, but it is that, that see-through, um, champion mm -hmm. type plastic, um, usually runs a little more stable than the PL version. I really say though, it's more of a hand feel. What do you prefer? Are your hands sweaty? Do you have dry hands? Is it going to slip? I throw most of my discs in the PL um, just for, again, that hand feel. Um, and they make really great molds. Um, I, like I've been told by people, they think that a lot of their stuff is understable. We definitely have very understable things. If you need that, if you're newer to disc golf, you have a slower arm speed, check out the sale. It's a higher speed driver, but very understable, like a negative five in turn or Katrina Allen's new vortex. Um, when she signed with DGA, this is one of her uh, big things to help create. It was a brand new mold, the vortex. This is a seven speed negative three in the turn. Um, a great hyzer flip disc. Um, if you have higher arm speed, it's going to be a, a an easy roller disc. Um, those have been the biggest sellers on tour. I've had to get like three more re-ups from DGA of just those two molds. Um, but then we have some underrated molds that I think people are starting to starting to throw because of the people on the team, like Austin Hannum and Colbert Allen, who are throwing the aftershock. I've added the aftershock to my bag. Um, instead of a, like a straight mid-range, it actually has a little bit of finish at the end, a little more stability. Um, I can really trust to throw it hard and straight and it, it's going to do exactly what we need to do. Fly straight and finish a little left for me. I think it's straighter for the boys. Um, yeah, I think it's cool to see the dichotomy of like how discs fly for uh, different arm speeds. Definitely. Um, we have super overstable things like the hypercane, the quake. I think the quake is a really big uh, popular known disc outside uh, to other people like uh, Freddie Mays. I was like, oh, the Quake. I used to throw the Quake. He saw me throw it during the event this weekend. He's like, I, I used mm -hmm. to love that disc. Um, so that's definitely one. Uh, that's a, a nice flat top, overstable disc. We make a uh, really, really solid plastic. And the, the, the lineup is condensed. I think it's a smaller disc lineup compared to like, well, I think really anybody at this point. It's, it's pretty condensed in a easy it was easy for me to to make a bag and i've kind of stuck with the original molds that i threw from the beginning so it's been a nice uh, journey for me very cool. very cool yeah thanks for sharing that with us um your game is one that we're going to see a lot more and like we've been saying it's been fun to watch and it was exciting this last weekend so we hope to see more of it ali anything else you need to say before we let you go no, I just want to say thank you to all my sponsors. Thank you to the volunteers. Thank you to Kansas City. Um, thank you for the pro tour. Thank you for the the people who came out and watched my family, friends. Um, Shay from Great Lakes, he on my third round, he walked past me and I was like, we're in Missouri. Why are you here? He's like, I had to come and watch you win. Like, mm. I can't, I couldn't miss it. And I like teared up, teared up. I'm tearing up thinking about it. Like, 
that's so special to think I've only known him for a, a year and I, I, you know, only had a few interactions with him, but they have made me feel like family. And so that was really special. Like every, every, uh, somebody from each of my sponsors was there. So like, that was just really cool to uh, experience that and to be at home. Um, so yeah, that's really it. Thank you to everybody. Nice. And thank you all for having me on and letting me uh, chat. Absolutely. Yeah. We wanted uh, more fans to find out who you are. Some of our listeners um, probably didn't get to watch. Some of them didn't. They wanted to know more. So either way, we hope that, you know, we extend the love to you and your career going forward. So good to meet you, Allie. And I'm sure we'll see more of you out there. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Well, you as well. All right. Take it easy. Everybody, Allie Smith taking down her first Disc Golf Pro Tour event. Uh, we learned a lot more about her and I hope you guys appreciated that. And I'm sure we'll see more of her out there. I know that we've been seeing it a little bit more lately, and she said her trend is going that way. Statman, though, said no top 10s in her first, like, 10, and then the last 12, she's had 12 for 12 of top 10. So she's, yeah, top for 20s. top 20. Oh, top 20. I think she's 11 for, and 11 straight so right now. We actually, top 20. <clears throat> we actually do have the Statmando stat of the week question. I don't know. If we do this every week or not, we don't, but let's do it. <laughs> Doesn't Evan do this? Uh, they well, they have, throw a lot. They throw a lot at the wall and they we, see what we have an over under, yeah. We have an over, under, or right on question, and there's three of you, so you can choose whichever one you want, right. including the wraparound events, yep. starting with Lake Marshall Open, and including the Euro events that are silver events. Allie Smith is the 14th unique fpo champion this year wow is that right on is that not enough or is that too many did you just arbitrarily pick 14 is the question because that's a lot he i know is we've, evan though we've had a lot of winners I've, I've in got FPO. evan in yeah. my pocket yeah he I feel I, like that's too many, but we it are. It sounds too many, but I think he's tricking us. I would go lower than that, but I think it's I mean, a you lot. Gotta think fourteen events. We we've, we've had what five or six straight. And we're talking starting back in October. I of say last year, I say fiction. Last year. I say true. I, I say it's a little less than fourteen. Stat, I guess. I right on, right on. The, the answers are over stat, Mando, <laughs> yeah. or under. Oh, I thought you said right on or right. right on. You can any one of those five right answers. on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say so, Matt. You're saying that's over. Yeah, I feel like, like it's a lot, not a lot, been. a lot. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. 14 seems really high, but that'd be awesome. I'll say I'll I'll join Matt. And I'll say that I think that's a little too many. The answer is 12. I did I say 12? I, I think know. I said I 12. If I didn't, it's what I literally thought I said out loud. You did say yeah. yeah. Okay, and, okay, and you got it right. Do not check my math on that. I just went through <laughs> it on my phone and. It Who knows if I'm We right. don't check Evan yeah. either. The chat does. Okay. That's cool. Um, so we've talked about a fair amount already, and Steve already cleared up a lot of the air on the FPO. I will just, I will put that kind of to bed myself. I, on the FPO conversation, it's an unsubstantiated rumor, and it's not a rumor because we don't know if it's real or not. It's a rumor because it didn't come from the Pro Tour. I know it's not real. There we go. This is my point. It didn't come from the Pro Tour. So we can say that much. Yeah. Um, but I would say looking forward, FPO is going to look different at some point. And we've been saying this for years. When will that time come? And, and maybe, Steve, you have a differing opinion on this. Um, but we see in most professional sports, they eventually get their own. But 
if I'm being honest, we don't see a lot of sports where FPO and MPO in that sense, male or mixed and open playing with specific women's divisions. Like you don't see that a lot either. Like the basketball tour doesn't follow each other. So, so it's it's very unique. Yeah. It's very unique. Mm -hmm. Special is a good word. Yeah. Um, any, anybody, Nick, Steve, do you have any opinions on it? Is this going to look different in the future? I would make a strong argument. If, if anybody in the pro tour is listening or would ever listen to me, I would make a strong (laughs) argument that the MPO and FPO should absolutely travel together. It is indefinitely in not in forever. That's just, that's just the way it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes disc golf special, just like you said. Yeah. Um, And one, I remember talking with the women in 2018, 2019, as the women's field started to grow at the beginning, we had six players and it was just like, this is, we're, we're going to do this, but we need more women. Um, And we started getting to the point where we had, 20, 24 uh, women playing, and it was very exciting. And it was easy to see that we might actually need to limit the men's field because there's so many women playing. And uh, and we made yes. the decision back then, we will go ahead and limit the men's field. And that is happening and will continue to happen. And I'm looking forward to the day there's there's 90 men and 90 women, and that's all we have room for. And I'm getting a little goosebumps thinking about how, and like, imagine Gannon Burr in five years. I said this to Paul McBeth in 16. I said, imagine in five years when every kid who's been watching you play for a decade, or at that point, only five or six years, but whatever, uh, is up on the pro tour. You're going to be average at best as a a premier player, but average at best. And uh, he said, no, I've got room to improve. And he did. He, He did. He did. He does. He's great. But there's so many other players. There's going to be 90 players just as good as Gannon in 10 years. And life is going to be so much fun to watch. Some of the chat disagrees, and that's great. We love the chat. Comment. Leave comments on this YouTube. What do you think? FPO, uh, good decision, bad decision. Your opinion matters um, to somebody. <laughs> we like to I read think, them. Yeah, I, I think one of the ways... And obviously, this isn't the only way to go about doing it. But if you were to extend the FPO field rather than capping the MPO field, let's say, let's say 150 MPO signed up and 150 FPO signed up, is I, I've always loved tournaments where you play two courses, and I think that's the best way to be able to host more people. Like, and I'm going to take Ledgestone for example, where it's actually three different courses: the men play Eureka Lake, the Temp Course, and Northwoods Black. And then the woman plays Sunset Hills and I think Northwood Black as well. And kind of having it to where you can flip-flop what days players are playing which course, it just allows for more people there. And I think that's the best way to sustain a growing tour and having it be on the same weekends. Because I actually love that we are able to watch right now. Watching disc golf is incredible because I can watch the European events for a little bit in the morning. Then I can switch over to the FPO side of things. Then I can catch up on some highlights and then I can watch the MPO side of thing on the American side or the MPO side for during the American time. So I think adding another course to each tournament, I think would definitely help. Like let's uh, Maple Hill is a little bit different because it's a playoff event. So I think for those to where it's a much more limited field, those can kind of stay the same. But throughout the year, adding more courses onto the tour, I think just allows it to add more players. 
So, so you hit on a couple really cool things there. I agree about the disc golf. I, it's incredible choosing. Oh, do I want to go back and forth from Europe now or to the Kansas City or wherever? That's really cool. Disc golf is exploding in that way too. This is the first year ever that this has happened in this way. I, I, I just really did. I just walked myself into a perfect stat. <laughs> but um, so, okay, we're going to move on from the FPO talk. It is what it is. I would like to move into, Steve, a little bit more about the event that you are I want to say one more okay. thing Do about it. FPO, and then I'll, I'll close it out. Um, there, there are people who think that uh, the Pro Tour won't support FPO because, uh, because I'll just say Natalie Ryan <clears throat> is suing, and they don't want to keep that happening. Um, it does that, sound like a conundrum. It does. But, but that's for people that are hearing the rumor. Let's let's hear more. What do you have to say? So where I would go with that is num number one, the the Pro Tour will continue to support FPO. That that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that the spectators, the fans of FPO, it's going to be important that we step up. Um, if the Pro Tour is getting hit with six figure lawsuits, and I'm not talking about losing and having to pay, I'm talking about paying the lawyers. If they're getting hit with six figure lawsuits. We who want to support FPO might want to think about supporting FPO and what can we do to help the Pro Tour support the FPO? It's a great question. We, we like to support the players, which is fantastic. But in this scenario, is there a good way? Steve, you've been a part of this for a long time back. How would you have recommended that and how do you recommend it now? Supporting how we, FPO how support as in like the disc golf pro tour FPO. Well, I'm, I, I'm not involved with the pro tour anymore. Um, but I would, if, if they came out and I don't have any insight, like I don't have any insight further forward, but in, in my opinion, we, we should, uh, we should think about how we can support the women and, or, and how, no, how we can support the DGP supporting the women. That's what I'm saying. And what does that look like? I, I don't know if it's a bake sale I don't know if we're buying uh, tournament discs, or I don't know if we're buying DGPT discs that say the word FPO on them. I don't know what we're doing, um, but hmm. there needs to be uh, an avenue for us to financially <clears throat> and emotionally support the women. And and I just want to speak frankly on this. We've shared our opinions at some level on this topic before, but as we're presenting it right now, and I'm not going to put words in your mouth, we're saying that what Natalie Ryan is doing is damaging FPO and we should support the FPO. Not everybody's going to feel that way in this conversation. Some are going to hear what you're saying so as like, let's just can I, make a voice the other way. And I just want to kind of put I, it out there for I, that. If you don't have to elaborate, but like, I'd like this to is an a, interesting conversation. I'd like to take a few minutes and, and do it. I'm and then just, we'll wrap it up. I'm I oh I am a guest on this show. You are, okay. so you can keep going. <laughs> no, nah, you're you're a host. It's the Nick and Steve show. Yeah, it's <laughs> Nick. Thank you, just Nick. Whenever you want. Um so uh I'd love to talk about my journey yeah. through trans women in disc golf. Okay. Um probably about a year ago, Terry Miller had the topic, he had the topic about to come up on Smashbox. And he called me and he said, Steve, can you help me frame this? And so we had a very good conversation about it. And at that time, I said, I think inclusion is more important than fairness. I think it is more important th thinking about what a, a trans person in our society goes through. I think it is more important for us to be inclusive and welcome them in.
uh, and say, we are a disc golf family and we absolutely want you to be a part of this family. Um, my opinion on that has not changed. Uh, my opinion has modified on the pro side of the game where I feel like fairness needs to take, take precedence. And uh, just, just like um, Lance Armstrong using performance-enhancing drugs, um, th they didn't say, okay, you can use them until we prove that they're not an advantage. They said, we're going to demonstrate, well, they actually did prove that they are an advantage, and then they just said, it's, it's not allowed. And I think it's important to not put the advantage before the fairness. I think you have to prove that you don't have an advantage and then you can play as opposed to saying uh, we have to prove that you don't have an advantage and then we'll allow you to play. So it, it's just a matter of which side of that coin you're on. And from my perspective on the AM side of the game, I am all about inclusivity. And on the pro side of the game, uh, I've I've walked, I've I started out on the inclusive side, and I I shifted to the I think we need to be fair first, and that's that's my path. Uh, I've I've messaged with Natalie. Um, I love her as a person. I love what she's doing. I love that she's being who she wants to be, and she's living Natalie's life. I. Congratulations to to her for that. Uh, I am sorry that there is so much hate in the world that is coming towards you because that's a really bad thing. I will never give any of that hate to you, Natalie. Um, I love you and I respect you. Um, I, I like to think that I gave you one of the best hugs of your life uh, when you won the MVP Open, and I'm very proud to have you as a champion of the MVP Open. Mm. Yeah, it, it's a it's a topic that comes up now because it's very relevant. And I just wanted to put it out there because there are different opinions on this. It's seemingly if we are saying support the pro tour through FPO, that that's kind of the stance that's being uh, proposed there. And everybody's to do what they need to do with that. But it does seem like a really tough spot to be. You hear a group of FPO players, a, a lot of them coming forward and saying with tears and crying and and i mean emotions are emotions like you can't just say oh they're emotional they're right <laughs> but it's a it's unique i thank you for sharing your journey with us so i don't know if you want to support the pro tour and the fpo division how do you do that maybe you raise the prices just to watch the fpo <laughs> like we want to support an fpo yeah. donate button's not a bad idea on the ticket or ticket ordering page there you go i, I, I don't that's yeah maybe. happily that's not my job <laughs> anymore but uh i'm open to uh supporting yeah because i think yeah. it's going to be supporting important. it's supporting going to be the important. fpo is supporting the disc golf network in general of just having the subscription to be able to watch disc golf right now and it's at a very very fair price for yeah. people to do that that money goes into multiple different areas but obviously part of that is going into purses, I would assume, which eventually does support the FPO. It's funny. I, I don't think I've ever come out straight and said what my opinion is. The comments will be like, wow, Matt really, really wants Natalie to play an FPO. And then they'll be like, wow, Matt really, you know, the other side. And I will say, and because I've, I've leaned on this a little bit before, I tend to fall, you shared it so eloquently, in the line mindset of Steve. It, almost identical. 
I'll just leave it at that. I think it's just unique. I like to have this conversation, as I always say, because our show would be boring if we only talked about the easy things or the things that we all agreed with. So hopefully this gets your brain going a little bit and hopefully it didn't rile you up too much or one way or the other, but we, we appreciate the conversation. So I see the number of viewers has dropped from ah, eight to six. Yeah. So ooh, maybe man. that's, <laughs> Oh, back up to seven. <laughs> okay. Welcome back mom. Yes. So we're going to actually take this conversation towards your event, Steve, the disc golf pro tour playoff event, the final playoff event of 2023. Um, the MVP open presented by OTB. That's pretty cool. First of all, um, the reason why really we're having you on is there's an announcement that you kind of been teasing out over the last week or two. You said the million dollar shot that was so epic last year that you announced on our show is not happening this year. The short version is insurance wasn't coming through. I didn't realize I'd announced manner. that on your show. And now I'm on your show announcing you we're it, not doing you, it. Yes. <laughs> you announced it for the FPO side of things. Yes, I'm FPO. pretty sure. Oh, yep. oh, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's not happening this year. Insurance didn't come through in a timely manner at the very yeah. least. Okay. Yeah. So you said in a Facebook social media post, I have $20,000 between East Coast Metal Roofing and us and whoever, right? $20,000. What are we going to do with it? And you put it out to the masses to help you come up with an idea. Now, I was like, Steve already has an idea. He's just using some, you know, some voodoo social media here. <laughs> All kidding aside, I think it was a fantastic idea. And, and a lot of people were coming up with really great ideas. There, there were a lot of great ideas that actually influenced. We, we had a thought. And there were a lot of great ideas that influenced how we there acted. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So one of my ideas that I don't know if you're going to use was like they have to throw with after they just lotioned their hands. Yes, absolutely. Oh. 100%. All right. That's yeah. pretty cool. And the kiss pyrotechnics okay <laughs> we said a, a last week we talked about a running race a sprint from like whole one's tee pad down to like the basket and back like just it, with lotioned hands <laughs> you still have to have lotion yes. on your hands there's yeah. so many funny ideas the lotion is there yeah. yeah put the lotion in the potion so are you ready to share with us because after you share this big news we're going to talk about our giveaway, which is also extremely massive. And so you ready to talk about the $20,000? I'm ready to talk about it. Hey, Ben, yep. are you able to look up how much tickets cost to the MVP open on Friday? Yes. Okay. I know how much they cost on Thursday. Okay. And I've had people say, hey, maybe for the 20000 what you could do is lower ticket prices. <laughs> it's free for all. Free for all. My mom said free food for everybody. And I was like, that's not a bad Friday idea. general mission. I like your mom. Yeah, I like my mom a lot. Yeah. Uh, so what, what do you need to know about Friday? General admission or gold ticket? General admission. But before we say the number, okay. I'm going to say Thursday general admission, we lowered to $10. As part of this? No, no, oh, no. Just the, in general. Is, the thing just we're talking general. about is going to be on Friday. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Thursday is going to be the Players Fly Mart. So if you want to come out on Thursday and watch feature cards galore. $10. At $10. And then you can stay and visit the Players Fly Mart, buy some discs from them, support them, get a signing, get a photograph, meet and greet. So Thursday is sort of like fan appreciation. Day. Or player appreciation? I don't even know which it would be. A conversation surrounding ticket prices sure is a topic that we would do and other shows are doing. Yeah. $10 sounds extremely fair. We'll say for Thursday. Okay. Right so now. We'll, uh, we'll ask Evan's opinion on yeah. that. $10, no, $10 might be a little too steep for Evan. He sent me a but... picture a minute ago with a cup of ice cream with sprinkles on it and said, in honor of Steven Studio. So he's watching or listening. Or he will be. You could nice. go to two-thirds of a movie for that price. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> You'd get no popcorn either. You... you 
Well, yeah. You couldn't buy the big popcorn. You All right, so that's <laughs> Thursday. All right, Ben, how much is Friday tickets? Andrew Jackson. And Andrew Jackson. What is, is that? that? 15? $20. 20. Oh, $20. <laughs> $15 bill. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks. All right, so for $20, you get to come out, and you can watch the lead card, lead men, lead women, um, and then you get to see... The East Coast Metal Roofing. Should we do the music? Do you have music? Uh, let's let's give oh, you. Oh, put on the I, piano. Dun, 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 dun. What is this music? Let's see. Don't do the hot take one. No, not this one. No, do the piano get, one. With the the sad piano. I, no, the ending. Oh, fifteen dollar bill. All right, we'll do this. It's usually our ending music, yeah. but people, we're not ending. This is gonna be you exciting. Think people are just gonna tune out right now. No, we're making no. it exciting. If, Go ahead. if one of the five people listening, keep going. <laughs> okay, what's next? We're going to announce it now? Oh, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the East Coast Metal Roofing 20K Giveaway, the CTP Game Show. And what this means is... Oh, do you want, are you bringing up a graphic, I Matt? can bring up one for Let's you if bring you up want. A graphic. I don't know which graphics... Um, Let's see if I can find a graphic here. I have graphics, but okay, Ben, I, I, we're going yeah, to have to see do if that I have one. a display. This one go. right yeah, here? That's a good one. This we can one. just start at the top. Oh, start at the top. Oh, where's the one with the who? So it's a 20K <laughs> giveaway. We're doing a CTP bracket. So can you, can you hit display on the, yeah, yeah, the stream deck? Yeah, maybe yeah, it's yeah. going to be display three, I think. Display three. Where are if you? If it works. All right. All right this is going to be super exciting. Um, display three. This is why I said Matt does a lot more work than I do. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a button. I don't see it. Well, that's what we always start the show with. Here we go. Wait, Boom. Someone, someone All right. This is exciting. About this. Yeah, I thought about enough to download it. Yeah, so. you, yeah. Okay. Here you go. Okay. So, yeah, there we are. So, we got eight men and eight women and 30 lucky spectators will be winning money at the 20K giveaway. Head-to-head um, -head bracket battles. Uh, players, Four players chosen by the UDISC PPI. We all know what that is. Points per precision power index. It's uh, basically AccuDistance. Okay. And then four players chosen by fan vote, and then thirty spectators chosen by raffle. So if you want to watch this thing in the bleachers, mm -hmm. you're gonna pay some money. You're gonna go sit in the bleachers, and we're gonna give you more money than you gave us by a good amount. So that is a good ticket to buy. All right. Scrolling down on this. So what are we doing? It's a 20K giveaway with a CTP bracket. In the bracket, each player is going to get two throw, a two-throw CTP. Closest throw advances to the next round. If anybody aces, they end the contest winning all the money that's left. Boom. And my mom said, wait, would, wouldn't, like, what about all the other? And I was like, no. <laughs> it's no, over. They just win. It's over. It's, that's the fun. All right. Why are we doing this? Because we got 20K from the insurance company that we're not going to give to them, that we are going to give to the players and the spectators. Players will get 15K. The spectators will get 5K. When and where? Friday night at the MVP Open, 6 o'clock, Maple Hill Hole 1. We're going to go from the gold tee basically to where the blue basket is. It's about mm -hmm. a 480-foot shot. If people know the hole, it's over the pond. It's just, just over, over the pond. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's... It's probably Simon Lazat's hole number one. Mm, hmm. um, and I think that's the end of that. Unless you, yeah. It's uh, get tickets here. Get tickets here. Okay. Oh, yeah. And uh, you'll be, if you want to buy a ticket to get in the raffle, 
You'll go to the Northeast Women's Disc Golf booth and you'll hand them 20 bucks and then you'll be in the raffle to win the five part, your share of the 5,000. Um, and then you can also do a raffle for 10 bucks and try to pick who's going to win. So you, and it's a $10 raffle and you got a one in four chance to win 50 bucks. So has there ever been a CTP with this much money? In the history of the sport, no. an ace is an ace, and you yeah, don't give it away just, for CTP. Just get close, and we'll yeah, hand you money. This is incredible. And the really yeah. fun thing, so like you're going to be in the audience, and then we're going to Tom Ireland, the DJ, is going to call down, and he's he's going to say, "Allie Smith, come on down. You're the next contestant." And then Allie's going to pick someone's name out of a hat. It's going to be Paige Pierce or Ricky Wysocki, <laughs> or whatever name she picks. The, the men are going against the men and the women against mm -hmm. women. Um, and so she chooses Ricky Wysocki. And then Ben Kenny comes down and he chooses Jake Hebenheimer. And the two of them get two throws each. And Ben, yep. <laughs> if Jake is closer, I'm going to hand you a $100 bill. What? Yes. Ooh. There oh, you Benjamin's, go. Ben's, Ben's usually, yeah, Ben's usually Ben's, the one handing out hundreds. Oh, <laughs> actually, yes. I'm going to hand you a $100 bill just for coming down. Whoa. And then I'm going to hand you another one if your player wins. And you get to call down another spectator, and they get $100. This sounds like a great video content idea. <laughs> what? Wait, what? It's behind me. Oh, sweet. Yeah. You're still in Europe. Wait, is that the yeah. Finnish flag? No, this is your... Look, go, go back, back to it, Bring ben. that back up. Is that the Finnish this is flag your, behind this is your, look, look, look at the flag. True. Oh, it does. It has colors. It's the end of flags. All right. So $20,000 giveaway, the CTP game show. Yes. So the 20K giveaway, the CTP game show, East Coast Metal Roofing. So that's going to be a lot of money for CTP and someone's walking away with it, including spectators. So and it sounds like a blast. The The players will be getting money as they go forward, too. <laughs> just, so. You're just going to have stacks, I hope. Stack. Like we the actually, briefcase. We're like, going to have uh, the East Coast Metal Roofing is going to provide at least three guys, two of them as security guards just standing there with their arms crossed and one of them with the uh, the, the satchel with the dollar bill written okay, on the side okay. of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is something yeah. I, I was thinking through because you sent me a pre-show just pre-show and i was thinking through how exciting this will be the million dollar ace was exciting because of what the possibility yeah. was but as we saw it was pretty tough it was <laughs> it was pretty yeah. well especially involving the windy conditions that were that but day even the else. men had decent <clears throat> conditions and got, it was tough you know one of them got within maybe circle one from the stands yeah. we were losing our minds when they were within 200 feet exactly yeah <laughs> it was a great yeah. time yes it was. especially you guys at the top yes exactly you're like dudes it was not even close but we're at the top yeah. just losing our minds <laughs> so but this as i was thinking through it i think it becomes even more exciting in a lot of ways what is this this yeah. is the money yeah thing. giving yeah. out the money yeah i feel like this involves every every throw and excitement Again, excitement for the million dollars, but excitement in a new way involving a fresh oh, start for everybody. Oh, I almost missed the, the okay. most fun part. Okay. Because the the finals, it's instead of, uh, who's your guy? Jake Hebenheimer? Is that who My guy's, my, or Schmeagle, as they called him oh, last no, time. I know. He's like, don't say that. Let's just stick with Jake. <laughs> no, on the uh, million dollar ace, they kept saying Smeegs. I don't know why. Okay. I just thought it was hilarious. Maybe he's good with it. Um, <laughs> it okay. wasn't me. Trust me. It was his friend. So let's pretend Jake's in the finals. <laughs> Maybe he's good. And he's going up against, against Aaron Gossage. <laughs> and uh, and um, the, the way the finals work is they both throw one shot. And whoever gets the CTP on that one shot goes first. Okay. 
And then whoever, the first person to get inside circle one wins and it's over. Whoa. So just, you take your first, you know, you both throw the CTP. Wow. Whoever's closer gets to throw first. And then, so Jake, he, Jake is closer than Aaron. Got he it. throws it. He parks it. It's over. And oh, it's gonna, guaranteed to end on excitement. That is excitement. It's guaranteed. But it, man, I want that, like, you get one last shot to beat that guy. He put it four feet away and you put it two. No, like, you, you missed uh, on the CTP already. True, you, true. Your last shot will guaranteed be exciting. So there's no boxing match. <laughs> no? All right. So Steve's, I am sorry, Gage, Gage Benson has been training. And, uh, and Aaron Gossage said some things about Maple that... <laughs> That maybe we're correct. Dude. We should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're correct. And uh, That's we're, so not, we're not going to encourage uh, boxing. No. There were a lot of great ideas, a lot of crazy ideas. I will say this one sounds fantastic. And to be there, you will truly have a great, uh, exhilarating, uh, fantastic. How many words can I say? It will be awesome. Um, it's it's something new as well for the spectators. If I think we, changing we, we it. Try, and new we is try great. to improve every year. Yeah. We've we've got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, this is one of the things we're doing. Uh, night golf all three nights: the Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. Now, and that's going to be. They're setting up an eighteen-hole course instead of a nine-hole course. It's going to be. We've got night, a night golf was amazing. I he, played it last year. It was so fun. Working with Neil on the lights is is he's so he's so disc in talented. the dark. He came to the disc expo. in the dark exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I assume he sponsors the show, so we can talk about him. <laughs> we can talk about who we like on the show. He came to the expo. He sponsored true. me in a way. So there <laughs> he you go. sponsored me. He, okay, so also new at the event is something that I teased last week called the Insider Pass. Oh yeah, the Insider Pass. The way I explained it, and I want you to elaborate and enhance this is that this is going to be quite possibly the best possible way to view a disc golf tournament ever. 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 And I said, uh, I think I even mentioned something along the lines of concierge, where you, I said, you want a hot dog and you're out at well, hole. I don't know if Todd's going to bring you hot dogs. <laughs> but but you, want, you want something? You want, you need You something. have a contact. We have someone that can help you make yes. it happen. And your viewing experience is going to be the prime. Correct. Yes. You, you Multiple the, locations. You are everywhere. So I'm. A, can I run Give through? It, yes, please. Because that yeah. was as far as I got with it. Okay. And what I want to do is as you listen to this, everybody. Oh. This is what we're giving away. We're giving away two of these tickets. Okay. What he's about to explain. And there's a parking spot near hole one. Literally near hole one. Uh, just about as close as you can possibly be closer than a lot of the players are or any of them closer than any players and it is your spot you'll if, be parked right next to the mayor of worcester if you want to leave it empty because you just want to do that and set a lawn chair out and catch some sun rays mm -hmm. you can this is your spot it is elite that is also included but these two tickets plus a parking spot the value is at $2,200, and you'll hear why now. Steve's going to go ahead and tell each, you what's going on. Each ticket on. is $1,000, and the parking spot is $200. Okay. And what I like your lawn chair idea. You could park <laughs> down in the bottom, of, you know, by hole 17 gold, walk all the way up, and then put your lawn chair right in that spot. In that what about spot. scalping? Like, hey, I'll sell you my parking well, spot. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, all of the stuff I'm going to mention yeah. is transferable. Oh. All right. So you're going to give this ticket. Are two you tickets. giving two tickets to one person? <laughs> we're going to we're going to do it that way. Like they'll be able to bring a friend because we want them to that's, be able to bring a friend idea. or yeah. a spouse or whatever they want. But so we're going to give away two. If, together. For example, they can't go to the Woo Sox game. 
they can give that ticket to a friend and say, hey, you go to the Woo Sox game on me. And it's actually, we actually have a skybox, so it's pretty fun. Okay, so give it, oh. give us the down low every day. It's This is an experience. It's yes, not it's, just a tournament. It's an experience. You get a whole bunch of swag. It's on the website. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to go to mvpopen.com. Clom is nice. Dot clom. Um, and, then, uh, and then click on Insider Pass. It might be the first thing on there. So on Wednesday, you actually get to play the Diamond or Gold course, Wednesday morning at 8. Nobody else, get, no other spectators get to play the course after it's all set up. After it's set up, after which it's is the all cool set up, part. you get to play with all the stuff up. Um, and then at one o'clock, there's a team MVP exhibition match, which is going to be the person that won the most series, and James Conrad, Simon Lazat, and Raven Newsom, the three players from Team MVP. And then there's a women's side who will play with um, Stacy Haas, Sarah Holcomb, and <laughs> should have had that third name up. <laughs> Uh, the Department of Energy. Um, that, <laughs> the Department that, that was a Rick, of Energy. That was a Rick Perry reference. <laughs> okay. Oops. Um, and then you, uh, during that round, you do a meet and greet with Andrew Johnson, the marketing director of MVP. Uh, and then afterwards, after that round, you are invited down to my house for the warm-up players party uh, that I, Jess and I host on Wednesday. So this is Which like... Which is a blast. I want to explain... Uh, I've had the blessing and privilege of being at that event in years past. And that is like, you're at a concert and you go backstage and hang out with the band. We go all out. We have some fun. It's, it's that experience. You get that not on the disc golf course hangout session. Right. And the tournament hasn't even started yet. Exactly. So, (laughs) and it's, yeah, they go all out. So that is, I mean, that alone is just super valuable to anyone who's a big fan of the sport. So, all right, keep going. So Thursday, we keep it simple. You get a gold ticket. You get a gold ticket every day, so I'm not going to bother saying that again. Um, uh, you get to go up on top of the Sap House balcony and watch the final cards. So that's Great a great viewing spot. While you're up there, you do a meet and greet with the founder of the DGPT. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's Steve Dodge himself, everybody. It, Let's go. I, there's a good chance I'll be wearing this blazer. Actually, there's no chance of that. But in all seriousness, I'm going to stop on this one, too, because there's value with all of these. Ben and I kind of chuckled a little bit because we have the privilege and blessing, again, of being a friend of Steve and living nearby. To us, we're like, hey, we get to do that. (laughs) And I think if Steve ever left this world, we'd be pretty sad. It would just tell us how much it would tell us how much we like him. That's my point. If I left this world, would you pay a thousand dollars to come talk with me? (sighs) Yes. Again, (laughs) that's insane. No, that's okay. Great point. If it was like a month or two later, yeah, yeah, would I? Yeah, or a year later, two, ten years later. You'd wait a little bit. (laughs) Ten years. Yeah, Yeah. dollar a day. But the point is, it is valuable, and I think I don't. You don't need to preach that you're valuable to meet with, but I think for people that would be very interesting who are big fans of this sport i do um thank thank you matt okay where are we going now um and then uh then that evening after the meet and greet uh with the founder of the pro tour um we're going to a woo Sox game and you're going to the woo Sox game with the general manager of maple hill ryan dage and we're in a skybox dinner and dinner and a drink is provided is this um what was ricky's tour manager she was uh ari ari Ari. the woo she was woo Okay, this is not like Woo Sox, like just random like. This is the Red Sox minor league baseball. There team. you go. Yeah. It's it's where the Worcester Red Sox. 
Yeah. Worcester, yeah, the Woo Sox. The Red Sox bring their pitchers from there, or if they're like needing to rehab. Someone or, just went up exactly. and is doing great. Sometimes they go back and forth. I don't so follow Durant. baseball, but Durant, Durant was that. on the Woo Sox. So this while. is great baseball experience. Brand new stadium. Yeah. It's excellent. Uh, actually, I see it was voted the number one uh, minor league baseball stadium. It's it's oh, pretty awesome. It? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We just got It's that. really fun. That is going to be a great evening. Yeah. Absolutely. You needed to kick back and enjoy. And like, that's I the way guarantee the Woo Sox win. That Ooh. is tough to yeah. do. If not, money back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was a, okay, cool. Um, on Friday, um, oh my God, that's funny. I need to update this. It says million dollar shot VIP seating. <laughs> you don't have that. You actually have something better. Oh. You have VIP seating at the 20K giveaway where everybody else in those bleachers had to pay 20 bucks to sit there. You do not. You only have to pay a thousand. Nice. Well, and well, actually that's only if they buy it, if they win it, they don't, they just win. Oh they, yeah. If they, they win it from and then our they show, go they... to it and then win more. <laughs> exactly. That's so pretty they could cool. Get paid to go you have watch. Chance of, yeah. Yes. Yes. And then we're Gets going better. And then after the million dollar shot, which is also known as the 20 <clears> K giveaway, I gotta fix, I gotta fix that in my head. <laughs> also um, known as, You'll be going to uh, the uh, Milk Room Brewery and getting a tour with the owner, Kevin, who okay. is a cousin of mine. Um, and they'll have tasting, apps, food, a drink, a tour of the brewery. Wow. So should be very fun. Um, and then at that, you can meet this. is Okay, so it gets a little silly on this one. <laughs> this one's a little silly. <laughs> He's got to cue this up. <laughs> you do a meet and greet at the brewery with... I'm just going to say the man who filmed at Maple Hill for the first 18 years and who Jonathan Gomez claims was his inspiration for filming disc golf. You get to meet that man. Wow. And that man is Todd Dodge. Todd Dodge. Who is, in fact, my brother. You also, uh, the, what am I stumbling over here? Creating the board game with you. Yes, and and the one of the founders of Boda Brothers. Yeah. But- the um, it was really fun when when Jonathan said, <laughs> said "Oh my that. God, you you filmed all the 04, 05, all the MSDGC DVDs," and Todd was like, "Yeah, and he's those are the reason I went into filming disc golf." That's awesome. And it was like, huh, that's pretty that's darn pretty, cool. That's pretty cool. Okay, so then we're moving on to Saturday, and we're getting we're getting real because Saturday and Sunday are super duper special. Um, Saturday, you watch the FPO lead card mm-hmm. with course designer. Gage Benson. Okay. So you'll go around and you know boxing matches during this <laughs> ra- during this round. Um, but you go, like imagine walking a course, watching the women play the lead round, the lead card play yeah. with the person who designed the course. I'm like, just curious what we might hear under Gage's breath. That's what I'd be listening in for. What did he think about that about shot? About that shot. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it'll be under his breath. Okay. Because he's going to be standing at the Vocal. pin with you going, what? Yeah. Okay. Why did she throw a roller on this? <laughs> um, will, he, then, will he put up a Mando sign the following day if they outplay the hole? <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably have one in his pocket. <laughs> just nails it. It's there. Um, and then after that, uh, you'll be free to watch any way you want because you have a gold ticket. And then again, go into the sap house balcony to view the people finishing the hole, the men finishing, and then you'll be up there for the pool ball races, which are on Saturday night. That we will not explain. We will no, just say you will you will be I'm intrigued not, and like it. We are going out of our way to not explain the pool ball races at all. And then at eight o'clock uh, after the pool ball races, you'll play night golf with touring pro Raven Newsom. Cool. Um, so playing night golf with a touring pro. 
would be really fun. And actually, last he was the leader after last year's after round that's one right. at last year's tournament. That's right. And then Sunday, uh, thank you for sticking with us, everybody. Sunday is the one that I'm most excited about because somebody asked Steve if you could watch any way you wanted to watch, how would you do it? And this is how I would watch the MVP. All right. So nine to eleven. Do you remember more breakfast at Wimbledon? Ah, no, I'm not really familiar. Okay, well, as someone who's really old, <laughs> okay, and, like my doctor just said, go get your shingles shot. Like that's how old okay. I am. Right. Um, breakfast at Wimbledon was a thing. We changed it to breakfast with the eight holes. So you go out nice. to hole eight, special seating right behind all the crazy people. Okay, <laughs> so nine to eleven, you're sitting behind Zach and crew. And you get to experience the eight holes. Um, at 11 o'clock, there will be an electric golf cart coming and picking you up and taking you up to the sap house so that you can watch the women finish their round. So you watch the lead cards come up. And then after the women finish and we crown a champion, you get to go down to hole 14 where you also have VIP seating. And you watch the, the top five men's cards play hole 14. So you're, you're there experiencing the whole thing with hundreds of other people on maybe the second most exciting hole in disc golf, definitely Maple Hill. Um, after the, the final lead men's cards go through on 14, you're picked up by that shuttle again, and you're taken back to 18 where you'll watch the final three or four cards come up and finish. And, uh, and you watch the MPO lead card from the Sap House balcony. And then once that, once the, uh, the, the, champion is crowned you're on your own to get down to the pond and watch the jump so uh that is if someone said how could you watch what, what would you do if you had to watch and that was i just mapped out exactly how yeah, my day really would good. go and i'm just very excited that is really good it's it would be hard to plan it out not having been there before so like hearing it and someone did it for you excellent but wait there's more the nick and matt show we always film a special episode that week because we have the touring pros in town. This tour, uh, this, this studio, Steve, we have packed it with eight touring pros, usually from the top oh, 10 see, or top 15. We yeah. have them fully around the room and we interview them and we have a great time. We usually have food out before it. So I don't, you didn't say Monday night, did you? No. So this is perfect. Yes. So well, depends what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I haven't heard it yet. They, they, as part of this giveaway, We'll get to come in studio and observe, maybe get a little interview, but at least wow, observe. they can come be here? In studio as the live recording Can I sign up and party. be in this? If you pay me the money, <laughs> I don't know how this would work, but you just pay me for the <laughs> ticket and we'll give it away. Um, but yeah, that is going to be added into there. And so for real fans, at least of the Nick and Matt show, I think you'll enjoy that experience. That um, sounds awesome. And disc golf in general. This is a massive giveaway. The value... Because of all that is part, of, we didn't even say, I mean, we said the last day you're watching it, but this is the best of the best coming through at a playoff mm -hmm. event. This is elite, not your average event. This will be something you'll remember forever. We want to give it away to a fan of the Nick and Matt show. To start this out, you do need to be subscribed and you need to help us get to that 10,000 subscriber count before we give this away. So what that are we means, at now? <clears throat> I think it's 9,300. Just about 9,300. Okay. Yeah. So we need about 700 more, which we look at it, we project it. We're getting a couple hundred or so, maybe more a month. So we're going to hit it at some point. 
But I think that's going to be a little too late. <laughs> I think it's going to be the event. And the events in two. <laughs> it months. will be the event. So okay. you need to help get the subscriber count up. You can share. Hey, go subscribe. They're giving away an awesome prize. Now, that only does so much. That triggers the giveaway. The way we're going to do this giveaway, we'll keep informing you on it. But more or less, you're going to tag us in a post that says, hey, I'm watching Nick and Matt, or I'm listening, or I liked an interview I heard, something. You're going to tag us. This can be in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads. Threads? <laughs> this is brand That's new, Steve. It's this new... last weekend. Yeah. There's one called like Paramount or something, or Matador. Or There's too many. Matamount. Yeah. Par but Par threads Par is brand new. Par it's connected Paramount to Instagram. TV. So if you already had an Instagram, you have threads. We are on threads. The point is, the more times you tag <laughs> You're us, on threads. What does that mean? <laughs> it's it's like Twitter. It's it, we'll like you. Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Here's the deal. The more times that we're tagged by you, the more likelihood that we're going to find you when we go to pick the winner. Now, we haven't explained how we're going to do that yet, but I'm telling you right now, you can tag us. If someone goes through and tags us 100 times in a day, that's a little much. So we're going to cap it off two times maximum a day. Two a day. Two times maximum a day until we give the giveaway. But when we go, I do the same thing without shine bars to a day, <laughs> to a day. So like if I go and I'm just giving you a heads up on like the, how this might happen. If I go to Instagram and I say, who's tagged me, where, where are the pictures of me or the Nick and Matt show? It will show me a list of that. So if you've tagged, you're going to pop up there. You're going to be there in our, in our, in our Instagram profile where we can see who has tagged us. I can't believe you can actually do that. Yes. Yeah, so now yeah. we're going to, we're going to tie it to some form of randomization i believe we could just go to like the greatest fan of all time but i don't know how we would decide that the most tags it's not going to be the most it just okay. gives you the most chance because okay. what we're going to do is if you have a lot of tags in there and we pick a random generator number between there we're going to go down and oh find, nice we'll find that tag more or less okay and we'll figure out a way maybe we'll roll a dice steve to decide is it facebook instagram or wherever so here's another way you can give us a, a review or a rating on the podcast platform you're on so give us five stars give us a good review maybe that rolls the dice to say that's how we're picking or so, be honest with your review or be honest which is the same thing <laughs> steve dodge is officially on my thread wow Oh, now you're on threads, Steve. There you go. I put. I just took a picture of him, posted it to I'm my threads. I'm officially one of the old people. Wow. <laughs> and he's yeah, on. There's, I, there's a new social media. I don't want to know about it. It I, came out last yep. week. So I didn't grumble when I saw it, but I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I got into another one. We're all there now, yeah. Steve. I don't know why all my friends aren't on MySpace anymore. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of wish that was the whole thing. So... In wrapping this up, because we will hit on a few times, unless we hit 10,000 tonight, then we'll just say Let's we're going to do it. What are we at? Well. I, <laughs> if we get to 10,000 tonight, no, I'm not eating. Yeah, I'm not eating we the will. Hot Okay. But in all seriousness, that's the giveaway. It took us almost 20 minutes to talk about because of how packed it is. That is the largest giveaway of all time, probably, well, maybe not that we'll ever do, but that we've ever done by far. Um, and I think it's going to be... It's so unique that it's a value that's hard to put a dollar on, I believe. So about two thousand twenty. You did. You did put I it did on put there, it, but yeah. I don't know how you came to that because that's hard to put a dollar amount to. It was well, actually yeah, I just went through what the, all the value is of all of that stuff. Okay, okay. And then I said if you get a bulk rate and you take a little off. Okay. So, so the value of that each each thing is like fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. If you did each of those individually, not not including the Worcester Skybox. Wow. I don't know what that would cost. 
Oh, I do know yeah. exactly how much that costs. It's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. so I just want to say that's the giveaway. It is packed. I've had people saying, please don't do the giveaway live tonight. I'm not able to watch. And so people want in on this giveaway. Tag us. Get creative with it. Again, podcast platform ratings, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, threads, wherever you are, tag us. If we're not there, let us know. Send us a message. Hey, you're not here. I'd like to tag you because now it's another opportunity. We'll roll a dice. We'll choose a platform kind of a thing. Then we'll do a random generator and all that. We're going to try to pick the player or the person that would benefit from this the most. That this is, I just did this. This was for Sean DeStefano. <laughs> Yes, what are I'm your favorite discs his, from the I, MVP lineup, I just Steve? answered his question. Oh. Five. No, the wave. Oh, there you oh. go. The wave. Perfect. Oh, maybe I should have done this. <laughs> yeah. Cool Wonderful. Or this. This is your American or, Sign Language Or the wave. The Can we go around the room here and yeah. do the wave? Well, wait, wait, wait. I start it, and then <laughs> oh, Nick you goes, did it, right? Nick. You start, okay. then me, then Matt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was really there cool. That's the wave. There's Let's a first more. time for everything. More. Yeah, that's sign language. Perfect. I think we're already getting tagged on social media. So there you go. Two times a day. We'll check. We'll try to keep track of it. We'll figure it out. Wait, but. when we started tonight, it was 9.29K. Mm -hmm. We've already gotten 300 no. tonight. 9.29K. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. No, 9.92. We got 30. Oh, 9.29. Yeah, it was 9.29K <laughs> when yeah. I... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant to say, Ben. Excuse me. Okay. We've gotten 30. As I mentioned, 30. when we went to Foundation... By the way, shout out to those guys. They do a great product. When we went to Foundation... Our own private channel sat idle, and YouTube does not like that. So oh. the breaks went hardcore. We did gain fans, I'm sure, over at Foundation. Maybe we gained haters too. But when we came back here, we had to grow momentum again. And so that's what you're seeing. Because if I had to estimate where we should be over this course of time, I would say it's in the 15 to 20,000. That's just my opinion. We aren't going by sub accounts. We don't ever, ever feel that way. We do a show the way we feel the value of the show is, and that's what we do. But we're setting this out. There's a criteria to do the giveaway because we think 10,000 is a pretty cool number. Does Foundation sell the uh, the Atlas Rangefinder? Ooh, I don't yeah, know. They, yep. they own Atlas, we basically. Should, we yeah. should, are, they, are they listening? Get an advertisement uh, on they, 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 they sometimes should, tune in. They should measure the, uh, the 20K giveaway CTPs. Well, there better hit them up. Hit him up. Maybe I just did. I oh, there you go. That's true. I just reach well, out it, to depends. Them? If, uh, it depends. Yeah. If anyone, they, Brad or Hunter, Trevor, might, Brody, they might be listening. Steve wants to. Sometimes Brody's in here and he says, "What's up, guys?" Mm -hmm. So that there you okay. go. Said, there you go. Mad talking about golf. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> okay. We we want to measure. We will measure everything, but we want to do it with a rangefinder, not a tape measure. That okay. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what we could have done for this giveaway? Remember that Gannon Burr thing in the beginning? Gannon Burr, Gannon that guy. Burr. Whoever sends us the best. Don't say Gannon whoever Burr. has the best imitation yeah. of that. Gannon Burr. So it starts, Steve, to give you the background on Gannon Burr. I thing, love that this show is inside jokes. Do I need it? Well, one day we were, I was, he was just always picking Gannon Burr. Because other to win, people were listening. And we're just like, Gannon Burr. Like that's who he's going to pick every time. Gannon Burr. And then oh. eventually we it just turned into a thing and people okay. like to send us messages now. So. Steve Dodge. Oh, oh, I lost my camera again. Hey. Okay. So we're running towards the end of the show. I want to make sure the few things get said, then we can close out with a few cool topics. One is, to, I know I'm off camera, guys. I'm sorry. $275,000 purse, largest ever for the PDGA World Championships. Thanks in part, they announced today, L.L. Bean is that sponsor. The, pro, the, the World Championships have had presenting sponsors, 
but they're giving a lot of credit towards why the purse is this large because of LL Bean. Now, I took a quick look. Last year was 200,000, so it's boosted $75,000 wow. in was, one year. That was literally going to be my first question was what was last year's purse? And I don't know if I'll be able to get my camera back. This happened another time. Um, so you want me to plug it back in? <laughs> yeah, Steve unplugged it when I started getting carried away. Um, I'll keep talking and I can work on it too. But that is pretty large. I started doing a rough math, math, Steve. I think it's plugged in. I think the computer just messed it up. Rough math tells me that last year, F, uh, MPO, I think it was 20,000. 20, was it 15,000 or 20? I think it was 20. For what he won? Yeah, for MPO. And then... FPO was a it was twenty thousand. Okay, and FPO was eleven thousand, I think, and I think it's going to be much closer now. They haven't announced this because they said this is a minimum yeah. dollar amount, so they might get more. I think it's going to be really close, if not thirty thousand dollars for MPO, um, and wow. probably close to twenty thousand for FPO, um, and then they'll spread the rest out as they seem fit or as the rules state. But that's that's the that's cool uh, for disc golf. Um, one other thing. I have to bring it up, and this is not a way of making fun, but the five putt, the five putt by Yakub uh, out at the European event. Samarad. It was incredible. And it's one of those like train wreck, I can't take my eyes off it, driving down the road, seeing the accident, how bad it can be. Was this at Schleftia? Yes. Yeah. He threw his shot on what would be about a 200 foot hole in that range. An island green, probably only about 20 foot diameter, so 30 foot diameter, small. He was probably about 20 feet away. From, Great drive. Yeah, right right up like 20 feet. Mm -hmm. A little weird stance with the, the railroad tie situation for the green. So he's standing straddle, which probably isn't his like first preference. And he just airs it. Like airs it. No, nothing. No 20 chains. Feet away again. Yes. Yep. To the other side. Okay. He goes over there gets ready and you're thinking dude he just made this putt or tried to same exact airs it that's his second putt <clears throat> he goes back over same spot he just was airs it three putts three putts he goes back hasn't over hit metal yes hasn't hit metal same spot from the other side airs it he's now sitting four putts and he has the same putt again and you're like God. what it's no one else it's the worst what do they say the worst phrase in disc golf is you're still out that's what yeah. kept but happening. then that fifth putt ice in his <laughs> veins slammed it in <laughs> ice in his veins um like i don't know what do you think about that nick you ever had the yips i know i have i've totally forgot I, how to putt i've never had the yips that bad and i can kind of accredit it to, like i've obviously three putted before but i don't think i've ever four or five putted at some point my putt is going to hit the basket from 20 feet. I'm just going to be honest. But at the same time, if I miss my 20 foot putt more often than not, it's probably only landing five to 10 feet. It's not, I don't, I don't have a super big spin putt. I have somewhat of a spin putt, but not nearly as much as, um, Yakub. So, uh, I don't know if Yakub has a social media account, but he should make a thread about that. Yeah, but there you go. it's true. If he, yeah, he I don't could. know. That would be, be something you should capitalize on in some way. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Get a stamp. The five putt. Do you think he did any of the, <laughs> did he miss any of those on purpose? Well, you know, it comes up in the live chats. Oh, I'm joking. He did not. No, but in the live chats, people were like, okay. dude, it was so incredibly like missed that it seems like it was thrown. Like someone's paying him. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh I don't think so. Not a five putt. Yeah. What hole was it? 
17. Oh, so yeah. going no, the, prior 17. to the last round. 16 or 17? 17. Oh, it wasn't even the last round. No. He's taken a dive like in the fourth round. The, no, he took a dive. Yeah, he took a dive in round number one. Yeah. Well, was it the first round? Yeah. Oh, it was the first was round it? of the tournament, the second to last hole. Yeah. Okay. He yeah, just first wanted, round of the tournament, second to last just hole. He just wanted to make sure that... Not yeah. on the lead card. Just get, get yeah. me off that lead card. Hmm, yeah, he's one of my favorite players to watch, actually. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. that that had to be rough. Again, I've been in a. I'm not a professional player, but in my 18 years of playing, I've had one event specifically where I forgot. I think amnesia of some sort out of putt, and I thought maybe I should just go lefty because it feels the same, and maybe it'll just be different. So, like, I don't know if that's what happened in that moment, but I'm sure everything was just screaming in his head, and he's like, "Why can't you remember?" Like the release point, you right. know. He tried with full confidence. You could see it. Just so that was pretty epic. Um, what else do we have here? Um, do, 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 do. I've got a whole bunch yep. of topics. Yeah, I see. I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss a few I'm things ready to here. Roll. Have you guys ever put and forget which foot goes forward? Because I do that probably twice a year. And what? I'm just like, wait, what? This feels really weird. I have no idea which foot's supposed to be forward. Yep. Yeah, I know. I haven't had that problem one. yet. No. <laughs> it, your putts don't go very well when you're, yeah. There's been a time where like straddle putting where I've had to choose and one felt like it'd be better if I was this way, but then it felt like the wrong foot was behind <laughs> it. So, and you're like, but a straddle putt shouldn't really matter. <laughs> but it's like, it's funny. Um, okay. So Steve, yes. Some comments came in on your your request for, hey, yeah. what, what, what do you guys want to talk about? And one of them that I know came up last year, but I still think it's re- worth revisiting, is basket or pin placements, as golf would say, changing over the course of an event. A four-day event like this seems like it'd be really conducive to it. What's your idea behind why you're doing what you're doing? And are you open to at some point changing that? So I, I took a very informal three-person touring pro <laughs> poll because yeah. uh, this is – I'm very confused by this. I love having the pins in the same position. Uh, don't want to change that because statistics make sense to me. Like on day four, you know, he's played hole two three times already. I've got some numbers. He birdied it twice and bogeyed it once, and he can mess this drive up, and you, you actually have something for the commentators to talk about. Um mm-hmm. I proposed the idea to, to three touring pros and they were all, no one opposed it as long as we let them know ahead of time. Uh, and so, and and one of them actually thought it was a good idea. Um, and the, the one that thought it was a good idea said moving day. Uh, this was their interpretation. I didn't, I looked it up and I couldn't find any confirmation of this, but their interpretation of moving day was the pins are in their easiest position so that players can score better and move and, you know, advance. And it did occur to me that would be really fun because it is it is really fun to watch, uh, you know, you, you start watching DGN and there's people that have, have, like on their fifth card and they're four holes ahead or seven holes ahead or whatever it is, and they have five, my, minus five, minus six. And all of a sudden they're moving up the leaderboard and, and things get really jumbled and it, it makes things more exciting. Mm-hmm. So... I, I feel like there might be some truth to that on moving day. Make make six of the pins in significantly easier positions. Move hole one forward 30 feet. Give them a real... They don't even have to go in there to have a look at a, a circle two, mm-hmm. a short circle two putt. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of thing. It it might be fun to do that kind of thing. So if we did it, we would do it only on moving day. I would only mm-hmm. do it on 
maybe three or four holes. I don't want to. I don't want to be a circus. Every hole. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do it. Until I know what the heck's going on. Do you need an exemption from the PDGA to do this for an uh, event? They would tell me later if I did. <laughs> did, I, did it, that sounds about right. I mess up so many things. Yeah, Go, tell tell us more about messing up things, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so last year, I wanted to have a two-hole playoff. I wanted to do hole one and then hole 18. Because I really wanted to end on hole 18. It seemed important to me. Because that's where everybody sits. Mm. And if we start on hole one, nobody's sitting over there. I don't want to finish there. So I emailed the PDJ and I said, can I please, please, please have a two-hole playoff? Reach it. <laughs> they said no. no. So I replied to that email and I said, no, please, can I please have a playoff, a two-hole playoff? And they said no. That's sad. That was beautiful. <clears throat> but thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so that's one question. That was great. Um, give us the short version, because I don't think many people are actually confused about this, but there are some. D is it true you charge for volunteering? That sounds like an oxymoron. <laughs> so can you kind of just elaborate on that? Because people are love to hate on the... It's funny. We uh, we call our volunteers staff, um, and we charge our staff hundred dollars to come and be on staff. Um, and I stole this model from, I don't remember his name, a guy out in California ran 2011 pro worlds, whatever, look up that TD. Um, he's the guy that charged volunteers and he said he charged volunteers because he wanted them to show up. And I said, huh. <laughs> that is Russ Jacobson. No, maybe it's 2012. Is that California? It was, I think that it was, was in California, it was Santa, Santa Cruz. Cruz. Yeah. So maybe one of his assistants is the guy. I thought it was a guy named Tom, but maybe it was Russ. But anyway, thank you to those guys. Um, it seems counterintuitive. If you want your staff to show up, charge them. However, if someone puts money in, then they've got skin in the game and they're going to show up. Additionally, they're going to take their job more seriously. As soon as we started charging staff to show up, our staff got better the job they did was better. And I was confident saying we had the absolute best disc golf staff in the world. And I would say for the last four years, unequivocally, whatever word is that? The unequivocally. Word? Unequivocally? <laughs> yes, unequivocally. Unequivocally-ness. Um, exactly. We have the best staff in the world. And the reason is because they put money in. Now, they put in a hundred bucks, but they get back well over a hundred dollars in merch. So if they wanted to, they could just go sell that and they would have made money. So I they, may have done that in the past. Like just, you would not be alone, <laughs> but th the idea is that that is not the quid pro quo. There yeah. isn't the thing. The thing is you're putting money in and you're going to show up. If you don't show up, you don't get anything. So you, you're going to show up. In a weird way, this is a cheaper insider pass, Steve. <laughs> you don't get the shuttle ride. Okay, okay. Although you maybe get to drive the shuttle. You got to do a little work, um, but this is the point. I so, think it's and great. And then we feed, we give you breakfast and lunch every day. We give you a clean shirt every day. Um, Which me and Matt are wearing. When you're nice. <laughs> and when you're not working, uh, you get to be a general admission spectator. Yeah. And see? we actually had to clarify mm -hmm. general admission spectator. You're not a you're not a gold pass person. You're, it's a general admission pass. But anyway, so <clears throat> we have the greatest staff in the world because we charge. 
Uh, we have about an 85% return rate, and we actually have a wait list to be on staff. Um, if you want to staff at Augusta, I'm under the impression it's, I don't even know how long, 15, 20 years. You get on the wait list, and in 15 or 20 years, they'll call you and say, hey, do you still want to staff at Augusta? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hopefully you're not dead, and you're able to say yes. Um, at MVP, it's only a one- or two-year wait list. Like, if you sign up now, there's a chance you'll be on staff this year, but in all likelihood, you'll be on staff next year. I put a link in the uh, Thank you. description so Good. they can they can sign up if they would like to join also, the staff. Also, like, Mike Schwartz says thanks. If you're if you're like this is the ultimate staff package. You work Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, and I guess Thursday now they they work. You work three days. Yeah, you got to work three days. But then you get you get Friday, Saturday, Sunday to general admission, and you sell out of stuff for out of profit. It just it makes sense. Or, Be a staff or Ben. You could work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You could do that. And as well. just come watch on Thursday. <laughs> True. And you could you could uh, be no, one, of, I, one of the line leaders. I I don't want to I don't want to dis, uh, discourage people from doing setup and breakdown because the this the weekend before, the Monday after, these are critical days as well for people to staff. If you don't think you can put three days in Thursday to Sunday, don't worry. Because we've got days beforehand, we've got exactly. days after. There is a lot. This, what this tournament takes, it's kind of crazy how much this takes. And I'm doing everything I can to pawn things off to very talented people, and there's still more to do. So, uh, it it takes an army, and we have the best one out there. I kind of feel like awesome. if I was to summarize it, you're you, they are getting paid. It's not dollars. It's equivalent dollar value. And so they also get paid in hugs and appreciation. <coughs> sure. Um, everybody on staff is always smiling. And at the end of the week, it's a good time. We are a, we are a family. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of my best friends are people that have, have been on staff and just, we just bonded instantly because we have this common desire to mm-hmm. make this experience mm-hmm. fantastic for everybody. It's mm-hmm. also fun. Yes. Yeah. Someone in the comment, not paying labor, Jordan Walker, not paying labor never makes sense. Never. This is insane that these guys get no pushback. I would say, interesting take. That's all I'll say Go, that. Go, go, go look at, yeah. what, try, try to volunteer for the masters. Mm-hmm. This, that's, exactly. That's what I'll it's say. an interesting take. Okay. I feel like what you're getting in return is well worth it. So, um, well, th- we're really pushing the time limit here, but there was one last, one last one here. Okay. Oh, unless you're like, hey, no, Matt. Someone brought up the idea of maybe the winner's getting some form of a tree planted. Now, could they plant it like strategically where they want their opponent to have to hit it later? <laughs> or is this more like they plant some trees and then like in, during the holiday season, they come cut it down and have the tree that they planted? I don't have any idea. Okay. I, I thought this was a really good question. Mm-hmm. Um, the If we did this, this is our 20th anniversary. Okay. So if we did this, we would need to go back and ask Ron Russell and Des Redding, 2004 what they would like their tree to be and then i'd also do it for whoever wins this year and then in 19 or 20 years we'd be caught up and we'd have a row of 80 trees at that point Mm -hmm. um but holy cow we'd have a row of 80 trees and that would be so cool yeah so um i i i wanted to write that down because i thought it was a great idea and imagine walking down hole one and it's it's not on the fairway anywhere but it's down in that field and you just know oh those are the champion trees and like that would be sick. The the um the dogwood there is for Des and the and the juniper is is for Val and whatever it is. And so anyway. 
Shout out to Morgan Linz, by the way, in the chat. We always try to shout out our notable guests in the chat. Morgan Linz, uh, shout out to you. And Thanks Jordan. For, and jo- Jordan as well. Did I miss that? Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to you both. Yeah, shout she, out both because they would comment on right after. <laughs> there. Yeah. We, we've had them on before. And we, appreciate, the Lins, Lins. we appreciate them being in the chat. All right. Well, we've made it to this point. I'm sure we've missed something. This was a this was a I have show. I have one question yeah. actually for Ask Steve. It. Ask Steve. I am a guest. I saw a video a couple yeah. months ago, maybe about a month or two ago. I forget exactly when, but Tom was cutting down a tree, Ooh. and I heard a rumor that Golds was getting a supreme or Maple was getting a supreme layout. <laughs> Any facts to this? <laughs> that that ex- what that explains why he's hoarding all the peppers and sausage. That's a pizza reference, right? I think Supreme Pizza. Yeah, look at that. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Diana yeah. Ross is coming to town. There's so you always here. change holes. You always, maybe you, the whoever, the course always changes we, holes. We we look at the course and we think about how it need how we can improve it. Um, will it be improved this year? It will definitely be improved. We are. Uh, I can talk about some of the changes, but some of the changes, like pool ball, we're not discussing. But two of the changes we are making is we're tightening the OB on hole 17. So the OB on the left nice. side, left and long is going to be a little tighter. We'll make more room for spectators and more room for error. Or le- less room for error. <laughs> more, more opportunity for error. There you go. Yes. More room. Yeah, that's the same. More room, more opportunity. Oh, more room yep. for error. Yeah. But it seems like a bad thing. You like you well, don't from, want more from room the players' for, perspective. Yes, yeah. from our perspective, the, <laughs> the tournament just got closer. Great, unless point. everybody makes it. But anyway, and then on hole eighteen, we're also going to be bringing the OB in a little bit, and uh, we kind of do that every year. We tighten up the OB. Uh, one thing that I want to have happen on hole eighteen is the opportunity for a two-stroke swing, and the the way you do that is by making it so your drive can go OB. And so we're gonna we're gonna continue to tighten up that OB on the left side and make an opportunity. You got You're gonna have to make two good shots to win the tournament if you're up by two. And, and is the mound OB now? Uh, part of the the a majority of the mound will be OB, but not Great. all of it. Uh, we've had some okay. people say that all of it should be OB, and the the mound is also known as the septic. Uh, <laughs> it's we're brand getting, new. We're getting uh getting indoor bathrooms, which will be available for people who have the insider pass. Um. Insider bathrooms. Inside. Inside. <laughs> Insider <her> bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, that. So that's interesting. A, and a, then there is one other course change that we're not discussing. So listeners of the Nick and Matt show, I'll go scout it out, and he won't discuss it, but I'll figure. No. We we do see, if, and if so you if play you're the local, course, it's not hard to see. If you're local, you could see the videos that are getting posted and go, ooh, baby. So it's going to be exciting as always. The players will will hopefully resounding uh, with Wait, praise as well. Um, this is pretty random, but go go to your full screen oh, if you don't mind. Okay, real quick. Yeah. So it's the 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 Chad just commented <laughs> hole eighteen being called Septic Hill. <laughs> okay, so where I'm going with is what would be like out of all the holes, what would be another nickname? Good nickname for one of the holes at Maple Hill if we could brainstorm. Um, the new hole that we're creating that we're not talking about right now is actually called the Lonely Pine. Okay. So it's, there you go. That's one. As far as I know, it is the first hole in the course to have a name. That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. That's it, awesome. There you go. It's really weird how they don't have names. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm hole, saying. The hole, I almost said the number. The, the new hole, 
the new fairway We've is going to be we called. We know. Well, we know it's lonely, not hole eight. Lonely pine. Have you seen that huge pine on that hole? The lonely pine. I, I think I'm pretty sure yeah. I have. If you walk down that fairway, it's <laughs> or you, you know if you're in the landing zone and then you walk towards the tee, it, it's just ginormous. It's yeah, we we were playing uh, biggest we were playing doubles farm. together, and you asked me like, would this be a good hole? And I said yes. And then knowing <laughs> Steve Dodge, two months later, <laughs> well, the trees are getting cut down. I know I wasn't it, the only. It's, it's funny that only that you, reason, but you yeah. said, and then Steve Dodge two months later, but actually Gage Benson two months later. Okay, so just to clarify. Well, you gotta you gotta give the okay. I don't, probably, I don't think Gage is just going. Rrr. He was back there boxing those trees. <laughs> True, the training. That's what Rocky did, right? Do you guys know? I haven't heard what Aaron Gossage said about the course. We talked about besides it. the fact that it's the worst course in the world. Episode one forty three, but it was more or less most overrated, right? That's how it was said. Most overrated course no. or worst worst course on tour. Worst course. He said on tour. worst course on tour. Okay, which is just downright wrong. Yeah, but we we had this conversation. I'm under the impression yeah. that he he didn't like there wasn't enough choices. No, no, because no. there's he, not enough par fours. Oh, is did that, he elaborate? I I don't remember that we actually got to the elaborate. Somebody mentioned it. that to me, and I actually think Aaron Gossage might have a point. Because Maple Hill is a lot of, it, there is risk and reward. You you have, but a lot of times we define the shot. Yes, hole five. There's only one thing you can do, and you either do it or you don't. He's he's a player that we watched almost win worlds because of all the choice and shot selections on a golf yeah. course. Men and mental is important. And I, I don't mean to downplay that, but that's that would make sense if that's what he was saying. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I, I want to just say. Uh, when I hear somebody say Maple Hill is the worst course on tour, <laughs> I don't think, wow, that guy's an ass. I think yeah. I need to listen to what he's saying. Yeah. And it's and it's it's really fun to me to hear that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Because if I'm the worst course on tour, we can definitely <laughs> improve. If you're only hearing how good you are, how do you know right. what to improve? Exactly. Yeah. My opinion, Maple Hill is the hardest course on tour. <laughs> For you? No, nope, that's Everybody. just my opinion. No, nope. the lows are the scores are always low. <laughs> Maybe Northwoods Black, but I think Maple Hill. Yeah, is I was gonna hard. say you haven't played Northwoods Black yet. <laughs> we gotta do the negative match. But I'm just saying, I, I don't know. The we scores are always this. low. We see four, like negative four or like thirties winning, and then oh, um, that was one of the questions according somebody to par? asked. I know we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, according to par. But uh, one of the questions people asked was, How uh, "What what should be a winning score?" And Sheesh. the answer is minus nine per round. And the, that should be the winning score. And the reason is you should have nine long holes on a nine, nine long three, uh, maybe six long threes and three long fours, and then six short threes and three short fours. And the short holes, you're going to birdie and the long holes, you're probably not. And you, maybe you mess up one of the, one or two of the short ones and you get one or two of the long ones. But on average, a really good score should be minus nine, in my opinion, in disc golf. So if someone is over three rounds has minus 30, they should be right up there with a, either winning or have a yeah. chance to win. And that's just yeah. a ballpark. That's the way it goes. Hmm. Man, that is a big conversation to unpack. We did it when. Um, yeah, that's that's a huge conversation. People are shooting I actually minus really like 18. that take, though. <laughs> yeah. And I see a, a comment here. Who cares what the winning score is? <laughs> Correct. But we do have par. And this it it. It actually works out really well. If you look over the last two or three years, the winning score, basically minus nine per round. And so you get a benchmark of how people need to be doing. 
I, that's why bar matters. Yeah, I've had this conversation. I think it was during a tournament round, possibly, which was horrible <laughs> mentally. But no, par shouldn't be a thing. Par, this adamant player that par should not be a thing. And I'm like, conceptually of playing around, you're accurate. You throw your best shot, right? Like, of course. And you shouldn't play all oh, because this is a four. I'm not going for it. Like right. there shouldn't be any of yeah. that to it. But. I'm trying to think of other scenarios in life where it's nice to know what the like suggested, like this is how it should be. We need your report by Thursday. Like, how about it's, it's nice to know, okay, there's a target. Yeah. What is my, what's the expectation? Are the, um, are the new holes playable or the new hole, the lonely, lonely pine? pine. Is that, there's no, t is that a playable hole yet? It is playable. <laughs> there's no T. There's no tape, yeah. but there's a yeah, basket on the ground, I don't and that's, know that's playing is. on the Gold's course. Yeah, the basket actually isn't moving. It's the same basket that is already always I'm there. even more excited. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. We're just making a new tape, because gotcha. that's what we do. We're lazy. Yeah, very lazy. This is Yeah, we didn't I mean, really do much. We just made it, put a new tee in. Yeah. But yeah, it's a sweet. new hole, so you did do much. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, Ben. Is it a par five? <laughs> I hate par fives, and no. I know. I'm just <laughs> that was very good. Someone yep, else did trying. that to me, and I can't. Wait, it's because ah, that reel went yeah. viral, Steve. You're, you, your episode, you might not know, but... Yeah, oh. your episode that we had with you last time, one, it was a very fun episode. Steve, you're always a fun episode guest to have on. You're a fun you know, episode. Part-time host I'm at this I'm a fun point. episode. Things um, Jesse says. But, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Um, Yeah, that, that Instagram reel went pretty viral. I still get notifications on it that people are commenting, and someone either hates your take or loves your take. Someone either hates Simon's <laughs> take or loves his take, so... Uh, so, all right. No, seriously, yeah. we could do these shows forever. Um, let's keep going. Let's go three no, hours. No, no. <laughs> I gotta get home. Yeah, so you got two my, old guys. My yeah. bedtime is nine. Hey, I work at six a.m. tomorrow, so I, I gotta go to bed too. Okay. In all seriousness, this would be fun. This is a. It, I'm telling you, I'm being straightforward. This is all for social engagement. Okay. <laughs> but like, we're just like soliciting. I it do right have now. one more thing to Com say. Comment. What time you go to bed on average? Like, when are you choosing to go to bed? And Steve, you just said nine. Not, I go to bed at nine. I'm asleep by 930. Okay. I'm more in that 930 asleep by 10. That's me. Nick, how about you? Um, It realistically all depends on the day. Well, like if you had your, your choice if, and your pick. If I had my choice, I'd be in bed by 930 Whoa. and asleep by 10 to 1030. Wow. If, like if I had my choice, but realistically right now I'm in bed by 11. And I go to like sleep probably by twelve or twelve thirty. It all depends. How? I since since I moved oh. to Virginia, I've become a lot more of a night owl. So like <laughs> after the show, I'll go down and putt for probably an hour or two, and then I'll shower up and I'll go to bed after that. How about intern Ben? Yeah, my sleep schedule is <laughs> messed. Uh, so I I'm normally going to bed at like around after midnight and waking up at five thirty. So that's fun. what. He's gonna die soon. Okay, that's crazy. During work days, he's and then on soon. off. That's why it's so <laughs> messed up. On not, my not off, he's gonna die. He's gonna die yeah. soon. Is relative. On my off he days, might not make I get out of the basement. I sleep like twelve hours, so that's why it's so jacked. Dude, you're living the life I lived. How how old are you again? Twenty four. Not twelve hours, but probably ten. Like I get. I, I so I'm fourteen years older. About fourteen years yeah. ago. No, actually, it was more than that. Twenty years ago, I was doing that. I would stay up till two a.m., three a.m. Sleep till. 11 it's not 12. fun but my schedule's jacked i want to i, I want to say one last thing yes and it's do it. just for nick and matt subscribers only okay. so if you're not a nick and matt subscriber the podcast is over <laughs> go ahead and tune out 
Should I give them time to turn off? Oh, there you go. We're, we're gonna fake them out, right? Nice. They're all clicking out. Bye, good, bye, good, bye. Good. <laughs> okay. Now wait, wait, wait. All the other, all the subscribers that stayed on. Thank you. Um, and if honestly, if you're not a subscriber, just leave because this doesn't affect you. <laughs> They're all like holding their phone sideways, like looking. <laughs> At this point, you should be a subscriber, though. So, um, but we have six insider passes left. Just six left. Okay. And I don't want people, if people want the insider pass, I strongly encourage you to get it. And again, if you buy the insider pass, you can share it with friends. You can come on Thursday. Someone else can come on Friday. Someone else can come on Saturday. Someone else can come on Sunday. You can all pick and choose. And I would recommend playing around a golf to see who gets which day. Um, but uh, if you happen to be a Nick and Matt subscriber and you've purchased the insider pass, and then you win the insider pass, mm -hmm. I will refund okay. your insider pass. No questions asked. There you go. So Nick and Matt subscribers, don't use that as a, a reason to not buy it, but know that if you win it, you're getting your money back. That's a great point. Don't wait if this is something you want. Correct. So they, do it, and if you win out. it, you yep. still yeah. win it. They are okay, great. That's awesome. Good idea. Uh, there's a furniture company around here, right? Where it used to be like, Rock if you buy all your furniture on this day. Oh, right. And the Red Sox. Oh, Jordan, series, yeah. it's Jordan's all Jordan's furniture. Yeah. I said Jordan's furniture. It's one of the <clears throat> best places in the world. All right. So you should do I like. their ropes course. <clears throat> yeah. You should pick like a player like, uh, who was the player that just won out um, his first event? It was, uh, I'm forgetting Evan his name. Scott. Scott? No, the, the no namer from Hawaii. Holly Smith? From Hawaii, Parker Welk. Parker Welk. We oh, should Parker. do like a giveaway oh, Parker, where you're like, yeah. you pick a player like that who's like a hundred. They're like, if he wins the MVP Open, all the insider passes <laughs> well, are free. He, he might not even get an invite. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, okay. like that concept would be awesome. That would be very fun. <laughs> Imagine someone yeah. won. You're like, <laughs> you're like, no. Now at, at MVP, <laughs> Steve's like, oh my yeah. God. there's only 80 players. Oh, Nick, I'm not. I don't listen to Matt, so it doesn't matter. That's the, um, <laughs> at MVP, there's Same. eight. There's 80 men and and 40 women. If you pick anybody yeah anybody at yeah. the tournament could pop off and have you know could shoot yeah. like four 1080 rounds true they're all amazing true all right we made it to the end okay we've said a lot is that three hours we did it yeah it's almost two almost two and a half, two yeah. and a half. We've, we've been on the call for three hours so. <laughs> yeah. all right we give people Here, something to listen in. to whoever, the truck drivers really wins, love us oh sorry whoever wins the there you go insider pass i'll throw in a couple of my uh, Nick Carl stamped it. Dang, this keeps getting sweeter. All right, all right. whoever wins the insider pass, rod. <laughs> I will Go give you the crispest handshake <laughs> you have ever felt in your life. Ben, we have Monday covered and Wednesday covered. How about a Tuesday fishing extravaganza with Ben Kenny? Whoa, <laughs> sold. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll have it. To could be a Nick out. and Matt show hangout possibly on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, maybe we'd, like we could actually love, go yeah, out and we play. all go play. Yeah. That'd be cool. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, Nick, we could keep going and going, so I have to start the music. All it's right, everybody. Show. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. This episode was presented by Cosmic Disc Golf. For all your cosmic needs, go check them out. We have some really, really cool stuff happening in the month of July. Thank you so much, Steve Dodge, coming on the show tonight to give us all the insights and all these incredible things. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. In order to win the giveaway, you have to be subscribed. We're going to launch it when we hit the 10,000 subscribers. So keep tuning on in back for more information on that. 
Uh, check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Leave a like, leave a review, all those good stuff. This was an incredible Monday night. Thank you for tuning in. Tell someone you love them this week. We'll catch you in the next one. Seriously, it's not hard. Just click the click the thumbs up, subscribe. Thumbs up, subscribe. Um, someone just said Ben should just eat a hot chip. That's all. Just on Tuesday, Ben eats in front the hot of them. Chip. Yep. In front of them, and they just get to witness me. <clears throat> Ten minutes of fury. Okay. Yeah. Ben, you're awesome. Steve, you're awesome. Nick, you're awesome. Evan, we missed you. Peace out, everybody. Peace. The Nick and Matt Show, a disc golf podcast designed for you, the disc golfer. Find the Nick and Matt Show on your favorite podcast platforms or join the conversation live on YouTube.